Welcome. Oh, I should have opened that into the mic. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Just pretend. I'll put. I'll put it in post. Uh, welcome, miscasts, to a, yet another episode of the Miscast Review. I'm your host, Jake O'Mara, and as always, I am guested by, um, co- in company with, blessed with the presence, blessed of. with the presence of my lovely co-host right. Donovan Holland. What's up? Uh, today. It's is a very special episode. A very special episode. Very special. Maybe the most special, the most special. in, in miscast review done. history. Because we have like a bunch of these that like you guys haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, we had like 50 episodes that uh, are wiped from existence. They were kind of, they were prototypes. We were doing a... I really like the Hangover one. It's, it's, this episode is actually a little similar to that one. Very similar. Yeah. Actually, that was probably the best episode of the original it, run of That the was show. my personal favorite. Yeah, that was really fun. We recorded outside. It was very nice. It was nice. Um, but today, today, like I stated, it's the best, or not the best, maybe the best, but the most anticipated episode in miscast review history in my opinion it is and you can tell by the the title at this point but it's the indiana jones saga retrospective episode plus dial of destiny review but that's not the important thing here the important thing is we're covering the whole saga the whole big tuna we're covering the whole thing big tuna Uh uh-huh and um yeah i i was gonna you know, I, I, was, I was penciling through a few industry news things we can cover, but this is going to be such a heavy, long, and dense episode that why add another 35 minutes to the runtime where we can just um, get right to the meat of it? We can just do, yeah, exactly. Which is a, a little bit of a teaser for just one of my thoughts of Dial of Destiny. Okay. If you read into that just a little bit. Um, but... I'll, you don't need to, we don't need to get into that just yet. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, also, uh, just a disclaimer, like always, there's going to be full spoilers this entire episode, no spoiler free section, and that goes for all five movies we're going to cover, and um, if you see us start getting really, really moist, dare I say, with sweat, it's because it's one of the hottest days ever of the year in know, san diego I right now it's it's a hot one so i was like if jake shows up wearing like dickies today uh, he, he's lost his shit yeah i like he lost your marbles no way no way it's way too hot i've been just sweating my ass off all day today oh my God. you know it i've been a little hungover today as well because yesterday was the fourth of july the fourth. yep and so how was your fourth buddy i was it was it was okay it was okay yeah okay yeah i was gonna go shoot uh street photography all day and um for my photography book that i'm working on and uh oh the uh nude french models yeah yeah exactly that we were discussing with eli uh-huh awesome exactly totally um but no the street photography book at pacific beach i'm doing and it was going to be a really big part of the book but every single camera shop was closed and i couldn't buy film anywhere oh. so i kind of just decided to get drunk instead and just <laughs> <laughs> party all day dude uh- if I've learned anything, like you know, we're we're in we're in our 20s, like that is that is a valid way to go. Yeah. Uh, as long as you, that's not every day. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 
Like, of course. Like, you know, if you're like 45 and you're, you're like, oh, I was going to go to work today, but then I decided to just stay home and, you know, plant my ass on the couch and get shit-faced. Yeah. Like... That's not good. No. You're an yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. And you, like, get, <laughs> get some help. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, it's a national someone. holiday. It's just I chose to party instead. Of course, man. No, but, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. How was your 4th of July? It was, it was actually good. It was... Excuse me. Um, uh, Red Bull's working on me. I uh, hung out with um, my uh, girlfriend and her family, and we had, because um, my family is unfortunately um, five hours away out of state, or uh, sorry, out of the uh, the city, uh, not state. Uh, everyone's still in California, don't worry. Um, and we just kind of hung out, and um, we made some delicious food. It was... Uh, uh, you know, everyone there knows how to cook, and you know, including me, quite honestly. Yeah, you're if, a good if cook. If I do say so myself, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, thank I've you, buddy. To, no, I tried your food. I appreciate that. I didn't get food poisoning or anything, so it it was. I would say you're a good cook. You also cooked some delicious hot dogs. Um, Dude, and... your Worcestershire burgers oh, though bro. that you made secret ingredient that was. I, I mean, I I slammed two double. Up burgers that you made because they were just that those good. were like addicted like i just kept eating those at long after i was full just because i just wanted to keep tasting them oh yeah they're exactly thank you i, I really yeah. appreciate that i was already full after the first one but i decided to make another one anyway and uh it was a bad idea for my body but for my taste buds it was a fantastic <laughs> like, oh donovan you did it again <laughs> yeah like exactly in, in the bathroom mm-hmm. um and uh but yeah, it was, um, we just cooked some food. Oh, we spent actually a lot of time cooking. We, you know, then we chowed down. Um, and then we watched, uh, we watched, uh, Puss in Boots. And I, I never, you know, say no to that. Wait, uh, the, the first one? Or no, the no, no, the one? second one. The, oh, the Last Wish. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, one of the, we, I don't think we discussed this movie on the pod. No. Um, just a little mini review. One of the best, it's just like the best bedtime story you've ever watched. But it's That's like, so it's very mature. It's, it's not... It's not uh, for, you know, just, like, any kid. It's like it grows with the character that you've been watching as a kid in the Shrek movies. Exactly. So it's, it's great. Mm. Um, anyway, so we just did that. Uh, only thing is we didn't get to see any fireworks. So <laughs> it was weird because I don't know. There's the one in Kennedy Park right over here, and then there's the one um, that uh, Saquon Casino does, which mm. is right down the mountain. And we couldn't see either of them. So. Huh, Interesting. But, um, yeah, man, so that was pretty good. Nice. Um, did you want to get into the, you said you had a little bit of news? No, I was saying I was looking at a bunch of different news and stuff, and there was a few things that we could have covered, but I ultimately decided to just not do any news this time around and just kind of jump right into the the discussions because this is going to be a a long one. That's that's perfect. I actually yeah. had a, a great way to uh, to jump in. Oh yeah, go for so, it. So um, I just thought since uh, I consider myself probably the biggest Indiana Jones fan I've ever met or seen. Oh yeah. But you're you're pretty you're pretty close. You might you might be very close neck and neck up there. So yeah. I thought it'd be cool if we like uh, we mentioned how we kind of first got introduced to the the movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, man. You go first. Okay. Uh, you see what I did there? I did. It's, it's Sala. <laughs> Indy! <laughs> Very dangerous. Oh, just a little side note. I think I was watching Last Crusade last night, mm-hmm. and I think one of my favorite Sala lines ever is um, when they're on the tank, and 
Henry Jones Sr. is like on the the wheel and Indy's holding him with his whip and then Sala rides up and he's like Dad of Indy, yes. grab my hand. Father of Indy, grab it, my hand. It yeah. was just, I don't know, the way he said, like, Dad of Indy, just, like, is so grammatically incorrect that I just, like, I just love it. It's so, he's, he's great. It, it's such a, like, great way to define his character, and, like, it's so unique to his personality, which is, like, it. The, there's little moments for so, all the characters throughout all the films that mm-hmm. are, are like that, and I'm going to touch on another one that I wa- witnessed during Kingdom of the Crystal Skull later. Okay, okay. That is a similar thing, but it's not with lines. It's what the person's doing. And it's just so masterful how Spielberg does that, adds these tiny little things that just really make, just really define, like are so definitive of that character's personality trait yeah i just love it so absolutely much. and he gets the the characters and all the actors are great too but the characters are, are just right they're so consistent exactly and the writing so well it definitely is character driven yeah sure. um but so anyway quick little tangent back on track i man i don't know how i got into the indiana jones movies all i remember is being like five years old sitting in front of the tv and just watch like binging temple of doom over and over and then like watching raiders and last crusade over and over and over and it just was like that for like weeks on end for like my entire childhood that's amazing much. like they were just kind of like always there they're like it was just fathered in yeah it was just always on i have no idea how it first came on i just remember it being a tiny human being just like glued to the screen and it was just always on and i was obsessed that is awesome yeah and then i mean of course like when the week i got my wii and everything as a kid you know the lego indiana jones games were right up there i played non-stop i think i even had one um one copy on my ps2 as a kid that's awesome and i just dude. like I played that. constantly um, I love yeah those those Lego games man. Magazines, you know the like Entertainment Weekly, Indiana Jones magazines and shit like that. I like that one that you had uh, that we found when we were moving out of your old house in like oh yeah was that like eighth grade or yeah. something? Yeah, uh, it was right after high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, exactly like. That and I don't just know like where you, ha- where you got that? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't remember half of this stuff. You know, I just like it's just been there my whole life, and um, yeah, watched a lot, a couple of the the young Indiana Jones episodes. I had on a VHS. I had the Treasure of the Peacock's Eye episode on VHS that I would watch on repeat, and I thought it was like actually like part of the saga uh-huh. like it is but like i thought it was a movie that yeah. was like a part of the series it was a part of the series yeah. yeah and i thought it was like the first one that came out and i was like oh my god this is amazing and then later found out it was part of the show and then watched the show and then fell in love with the show and watched that like a billion times over too that's awesome so, i love that yeah that's i mean that's pretty much my experience with it you know and i remember just my whole life always is in talking to you growing up like we'll touch on this again later but i feel like there's always been news of an indie five coming out oh, yeah uh-huh. and like we would 
I remember we talk about it all the time during school of like what it could do, what it could be, you know. Um, I remember also playing with you constantly the the Journey to Atlantis game on the Wii. Dude, that game is so fun. I yeah. recommend that game to like anyone. By the way, it's just this like '80s point and click game that just happens to be in the Jones. So good. Themed. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, that stuff like that got us into like that type of uh, like subject matter and stuff. I remember in like seventh grade we were reading Plato because we were trying to like figure out like where Atlantis That's was. That's so true. It's like I... what seventh graders reading. Plato. Exactly. <laughs> we were because we're trying to find we're, Atlantis we're to and out like where where the hell this lost city is. Yeah, we're trying to play out that video game in real life because we played it so much, you know. Dude, and and we got like really into like just kind of like I remember we we're uh, like going into a little bit like uh, like government conspiracies and aliens because one of the one of the um, the suspicions for Atlantis is that it was like an alien outpost and they like crashed there oh and yeah. that's why it was such an advanced ancient society yeah um, exactly and we got like all into that and I, yeah. yeah i think that was amazing that that kind of like you know got us there yeah so what about you um for me uh and i appreciate you touching on all that stuff because I, I didn't even like think of that i was just mm-hmm. thinking like the first like my early childhood with it um i remember i was like sick on the couch and i was like i was eight years old and um my uh, grandma brings it. She like came to visit, um, and rest in peace, um, grandma. And she, uh, she's just a wonderful old British lady. Uh, mm-hmm. And she just uh, came in. She's like, "Oh, we can watch. I brought this VHS of Indiana Jones." Or she probably said, "I brought this like like tape or something, whatever." However, mm-hmm. people refer to tapes back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, I looked at it, and you guys have all seen the Raiders cover, like the OG Raiders cover, where it's like Indy with the whip, and it's like all the characters kind of on the side. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like every poster for the movie. And it, I was, I looked at it, I was like, oh, Grandma, I was like, I don't want to watch a horror movie right now. I'm sick. <laughs> and then, um, and it's funny that I said that. So keep that in mind. But um, I, you know, my every, I was kind of outvoted, and I was like, oh, fine. And, you know, I just was sitting there watching, and I put it in, and I was just, like, instantly, I was captivated by, like, there's, like, this, like, I don't know what it is that movies don't have. Maybe it's just Spielberg magic, but, like, how the, uh, like, the first frames of, like, the jungle, and you're, like, following all of the, because we just saw all the movies just recently. Yeah. So we can, like, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And it's just showing everyone leading in, and it's just showing, like, Indiana Jones, and he's, like, this kind of, like, mystery man for, like, the first couple minutes. And then when the the moment happened, I remember so well, like, the, the one guy, you know, pulls out his gun and he's gonna just shoot him indy whips his gun away from him and harrison's ford harrison ford's sexy ass pops out <laughs> of the, into the into the light and he's just like mm. and then like the dude like runs away and i was like i i like sat up and i was like i was like whoa i was like this is, i was like this is cool and then like for the rest of the movie like i just was just i was glued. i was glued to yeah. this to, to raiders um uh, and, uh, and Raiders was like, I think I watched Raiders like probably five or six more times. 
Um, because, you know, I, I just, I love the movie. I just want to yeah. keep watching it. And my mom was like, one day, she was like, you know, there's like more of these. Because, like, you know, like, what? Yeah, I was like, huh? There's more? Because well, I know that sounds kind of stupid right now, but when you're, when you're like seven, eight years old, well, I was eight, when you're eight, nine years old, yeah. like, you don't like think to like look up on the internet, like, uh, Yo, is there more like of this? That. Yeah. Whatnot? You just take it like, this is it, you know? Exactly. You're like, this, this is all is, we got. This is what we got. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah, so the next one is like Temple of Doom. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I was like, and then do we order it from the mm-hmm. library? Um, she brought this one. She brought the VHS tape in. It had like the same. And by this time, I was like, you know, already I thought I was the biggest Indiana Jones yeah. fan. And I like saw this one. I was like, oh, I was like, this one like has the new characters. I was like, who's this bitch? I was like, that's not Marion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then like. Like, my mom, like, we were, like, laughing about, like, how, uh, because she told me, um, like, a lot of, she's, like, a huge Spielberg fan from back in the day, Mm -hmm. so she was telling me, like, oh, like, that's, like, his wife, like, he ended up, like, marrying, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Kate Capshaw, who plays Willie Scott, um, and I was, like, I was, like, oh, that's so cool, and then, like, so, funny thing is, uh, there's a sticker on the library, uh, because it was from the library, I don't know what it was, but there's a sticker on the case that covered Short Round's face, Mm. so I didn't even see Short Round, until, and like, I didn't even know Short Round existed. I just thought it was just, like, Indy and this blonde lady. Like, yeah. you know, just whatever the movie was. So I popped it in, you know. Um, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, this was one of... I, I reference, like, going to see Hateful Eight in theaters and Once Upon a Time in, Ho- in Hollywood with you and Suicide Squad mm-hmm. um, and, like, saying all these, like, my favorite movie experiences. This is also up there. Oh, yeah. My VHS tape had, my VHS tape player had like this thing with it. I don't even know what was wrong with it, where it would only play movies in black and white. Oh, really? It was really fucking cool. Like, I don't know. So you watched Raiders and Temple of Doom in black and white? No, I watched Raiders in color, but this was, this was like after, this was like after Temple of Doom. Um, So you thought Temple of Doom was just black and white this time? I thought Temple of Doom was just like this, like old, like, I just, I didn't even think about it because I watched it all by myself. Yeah. Um, which was a huge fucking mistake. I had nightmares for weeks. Oh. Yeah. But uh, I like I popped it in and like it was all in like black and white and I was like th- I was like this is like really dope. Like I just felt like I was kind of watching like my like you know grandma's old timey like stash of like yeah. films. And um, dude. Oh my god! It was just I just had from when like they pop in like they come down from like the sunroof and like short round turns or he's like oh my god holy smokes crash landing i was like i was like oh who's this kid yeah and i was i just literally i had the best damn time watching this movie in black and white um and it just perfect it's like the you know like an 80s like kind of like it literally was a horror movie to me when i was nine years old eight nine years old and i'm watching that and i see you know the guy's heart get ripped out and plunged into the I'm just. I like, mean, honestly, it's probably good that you watched it in black and white because that's a pretty gory movie. Dude, it was. <laughs> it made it so much better. Yeah. Um, and and it, I still got nightmares, as I said. But um, man, so Temple of Doom was my favorite until I watched um, Last Crusade, and I didn't actually watch Last Crusade until I. Um, I think this was a few months, more months later. Um, my, uh, me and my grandmom had been trying to go out to lunch with, or to dinner with my aunt, her sister forever. So she could give us the DVD of last crusade. Oh, nice. And I was like, 
I, I kept getting mad. She's like, Aunt Mandy, cancel the. I hope Aunt Mandy's not listening to this. I, I love you if you are. Uh, she's like, she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry, my number one. Aunt Mandy canceled again. And I was like, no. And I'd, I'd get really, I'd get really grumpy. I'd get all pissed. Um, finally, anyway, we ended up, you know, tracking her down. We went to Claim Jumper. <laughs> I, I just remember because I was really excited to see this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, ended up getting home, popped it in, me and, and watched this with my grandma. And after seeing Last Crusade, I like it was it was that situation of like, oh no, okay, Raiders is my favorite, and I saw Temple of Doom. No, this is my favorite. I was sure Last Crusade was my favorite, yeah. just because like. I had spent, you know, pretty much like the last year with this this character, kind of like always waiting. This it was uh, as good as going to the theater. Oh yeah, because you're just kind of waiting for installments, even though they were all out. I just would kind of wait to watch them. Right. Um, and um, just like seeing this beautiful ending to the series of a character who is part of my as as part of my childhood, or more part of my childhood than. Um, you know, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi or uh, any all any character from the Breaking Bad universe, mm-hmm. or um, even a lot of the Batman characters, like you oh, know, yeah. Indiana Jones is my shit. Oh, one hundred percent. So, um, I just like, I just have all like, you know, all three. I don't know that was sorry that was kind of long winded. No, not just at all. All three of you know these movies, I, I just have like such profound. Uh, memorable viewing experiences mm-hmm. that I still like have to this day. Oh know? yeah. No, I totally um, agree. Yeah. So. I would, I would agree for myself as well that, yeah, I feel like Indiana Jones is probably one of those fictional characters that are most baked into who I am yeah. and my like identity. For sure. You know, it would be like Indiana Jones and like Spider-Man. I was gonna say Spider Man's probably up there too. Those it's like those two characters are probably the most like baked into my like DNA. Just from like the just sheer amount of viewing <laughs> those movies got. Yeah. When I was a kid. It's just like caked into my mind. Definitely. You know? That's I love that. And something that mm-hmm. this like last rewatch that we just did, like, really showed me is like I'm still like learning and seeing new things. Exactly. In each movie. Like, because you watch it when you're a kid. Yeah. That's exactly. I did mention Breaking Bad. That's exactly what happened. You watch Breaking Bad when you're a kid. You watch Better Call Saul now, and you're like, oh my god, because mm-hmm. you're so much much more mature. Yeah. When you watch Indiana Jones over again, like you know, and it's been years and years, and you just it, whole new perspective. So many new perspectives. Like, I mean, I did a rewatch of the series like four years ago and even just from that rewatch to this one i'm like it's like seeing them for the first time again yeah it's like it's really. it's really crazy um i mean that being said you want to Let, get into the first one let's dive right into it now should we go into it release date or chronologically you, you know what you know what we should do chronological of course yeah okay so that means Right now, we are going to jump into our Temple of We're Doom. We're going to be lowered into the lava pit. That, that's right. The Temple of Doom is. We're going to get our rip, hearts ripped out and lowered down into the pit while we talk about Temple of Doom. Dude, it, okay. For real. Like, this is, like, you you know, I know hearts ripped out is just a euphemism, but damn, this movie, like, actually got me. Like, it actually made me tear up a couple times. Like, it, this is an emotional, I forgot, like, kind of how, like, like, 
I mean, yeah, like emotionally charged this film is. Oh yeah, it's it, it's extremely emotional, and for myself, when I was watching it, I I really noticed just how much Indy's character is completely different. Yep. Than yep. in any of the others, like Indy in this movie, for like two thirds of it. Is a complete douchebag. He's kind of a dick, right? He's yeah. a he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he isn't the noble, like this belongs in a museum indie from any other film. And he's I, like he definitely. very much is. He's a grave robber in this one. He, Pretty much, he's, he's, he's the little... yeah. He's the guy who 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 just wants just wants the, he's to keep kind the notoriety. Of a, bit of a con and a swindler, yeah. A tiny bit. Yeah. He, he wants the cash. He wants the fame. That's all he really cares about. You know, and that's where that you know the iconic fortune and glory line came from, and that's but you know people use that for his character. That's I feel like that's strictly Temple of Doom. It's indie. strictly Temple of Doom. Yeah, you know, because uh, and there, there's a great um, YouTube video by Channel Awesome. Is it the one that's rating Lost Indies Lost Character Arc? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I still need to watch the rest of that. I stopped. I have to watch the Last Crusade portion. Gotcha. Yeah, you have to. It's it, it it's great and. I was keeping that all in mind while I was watching the series, and it's very. And this it even goes deeper if you count in the young Indiana Jones stuff as well, because in there you see him start off like very strong-headed, like how you see him in the opening of Last Crusade, Hello. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just even more developed and even more like just stern-headed just going for whatever he wants you know he just wants adventure and like but he has a good heart he has the like noble heart and like desires of like Indy from Raiders and Last Crusade and everything yeah but I you can just see how like after the series ends and then there's the dark years where we don't know really what happened while he's like in college and all that stuff and like really starting his career yeah where somewhere in there, he loses his way, and it becomes all about fortune and glory, pretty much. And he just, yeah. And it's less about his love and passion for history, and, like, keeping things sacred and all this stuff, and just, like, the nobility of it. it he just becomes fortune and glory. And then it's through the acts of this film that kind of bring him back. Def- definitely. And, like, this is opens like, his eyes again. That's one of the reasons that I appreciate this film so much as, um, you know, for like as an entry into the series, not just in and of itself Mm -hmm. is because it, it really does give a lot of character development to pretty much all the characters in there. I mean, short round to a lesser extent because he is already, you know, heart of gold. Yeah. He doesn't, he's just like perfect. all the way. Yeah. No, he's just, he doesn't need an arc. No, no, he does. He's just, he's just, you know, trying to, make sure you know Indy doesn't die in, yeah. in the movie but you know um Indy and Willie especially like go through like vast character changes because of all the stuff that goes down in this movie exactly and I feel like this was less of like an adventure you know like that um you know like like that they would necessarily like experience and or the this I let me say this. This was less an adventure, like to that they intentionally set out on, and this was more. I feel like kind of just like, like a, 
most of it's like a trauma that just kind of like happened to them. Definitely. Like this isn't, yeah, it's not like, it's just a totally different feel than all the other movies. Yeah. And I mean, that can be, that even applies to like the pacing of the movie. Mm. Like with Raiders, like it's a pretty mellow pacing. It throughout. is. Like it's pretty just like mellow. And there's some, you know, every 30-ish minutes there's a big like set piece and a lot of action and it's quick but when it's there's not action happening it it's pretty slow mm-hmm. you know definitely but with temple it's like you're off to the races right away exactly and the first there's no there's minutes, not really much downtime no downtime like the the first 20 minutes is just literal just go 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 you know exactly you go from the the concert and like the diamond situation Straight to a car chase, straight into the plane crashing, straight into them falling out of the plane into the river, you know, this, and then the rapids, the raft ride, <laughs> like, yeah, through the rapids. It's, it's just nonstop action. They get to chill in the uh, the little town for a while, the little village. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, um, and I will take that to say, so like, uh, you know, mentioning how Indy has character development. Like, yeah, he's, like, an ultra dick in, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, like, throughout, like, the whole nightclub scene and, uh, you know, into the, the car chase. Mm-hmm. And um, and then when we get to, and, like, he, like on the plane, you know, all, all that. When he gets to the village, it it is cool to see, like, you know, what would, like, become, like, his own, like, one of his only, like, his prime character trait. Mm-hmm. When he says, um, "What is he say? Uh, Willie is she doesn't want to eat the food the villager being trying to give uh, to them, and he's like, this is more food than most of the people see in a week." Yeah, um, and it's like it's like that is a that's a definitive indie character trait. So there's always exactly. that kind of that personality is, there. Yeah, his like his inner like true self kind of comes back out yeah. in that moment. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, like come on, be respectful. You know, where, yeah, like you said, for the first, like, 20 minutes, he's not that whatsoever. No. And it takes this village to kind of bring him back. I have, sense. exactly, yeah, the in the whole experience. I have even seen, um, like, people just in, you know, like, uh, across, across the Twitter sphere and, you know, comments and what, whatnot. Um, it, you know, some people say uh, he was, like, using short round. I don't really feel that's the case. I I feel like obviously you had a very close bond with Short Round. Yeah. No. Like I I don't think it's to that extent. No, I think I do think that Short Round is a plucky, optim like headstrong kid and looks up to Indy, and he had a certain skill set like pickpocketing and driving that. Yeah, he did. You know, he does take advantage of he him. He took advantage of that, but. Which is bad. <laughs> but but he's not using him, like, completely. Yeah. I think he definitely <coughs> takes advantage of short round, in a sense, because it's not right to use a a child a to do your crimes to, yeah, and your that's, biddings. That's true. That's but true. he also, in a way, also kind of saves short round because he's this, like, homeless kid on the streets. Yeah. And he kind of takes him in under his wing and, like, takes care of him. So, like... Pays for his boarding school. Yeah, you know, he, has, like he cares about the kid. He he definitely they have a really sweet bond and like it's, I don't know, it's a catch twenty two relationship 
Because on one hand, it's wrong, but on the other hand, it's also he's helping them out and they have a really great bond together. Definitely. You know, and he kind of sees them as like a little, like, either like a little son or like a little, like, nephew type of relationship, you know? And it's really sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what else is crazy about this movie, though? What? <laughs> How freaking horny it is. Dude, I. Okay, I, that's something I probably wouldn't have mentioned. Yeah. Like, bro. It's Andy so horny. And Willie, that whole scene, there, and then it's take, crazy. Take, take, take it away, Jake. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know. I Obviously, did. you had a, a train of thought there. I just well, I I just wanted to mention just how insanely like horny it is for a bit because I th- it's something I picked up the last time we watched it that I never realized before. But that entire sequence of them after the the dinner, arguably somewhat racist towards india dinner scene <laughs> um they and indian willie go back to the room and he brings the fruit and stuff it's like my god they are so horny she's like munching on the fruit and and, and the fruit's obviously like supposed to like represent like other things you know yeah and it's like just, oh wow okay first i want to say <laughs> that was also one of me and tori's very favorite um sequence because this was like her first time watching it since she was like you know like five or six or whatever oh, all yeah. of them which is not an age i feel like someone should watch temple of doom at. Well, i was gonna say that too like i don't know how i was allowed to watch this because this was on repeat for me when i was five Same. years old my, my mom just she told me just when i came up to visit her she's like she's like oh no i remember i've seen this movie so many times she's like you know you love short round uh, and this movie, she's like, it was on at least like once a day. Yeah, like constantly. Yeah, as like, how is this like okay? Five, five, six year old kid watching people's hearts get ripped out. Like, this movie is metal as fuck, dude. It, it's so <laughs> hard. I mean, and like, yeah, what we were talking about the horny scene and that, like, if you watch that scene, like, which I just kind of got it. Maybe I was stupid last time when I watched it. You know, when I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. But I just like I realized. The, for the first time that, uh, you know, what we all, everyone already knows that, you know, they're basically just trying to like, you know, they think the other one is going to bust into their room. They're trying to see like, who is like more down to fuck. Yeah. Who's hornier who, and who's going to give in first. Who, exactly. Exactly. Uh, like, uh, yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a real shocking moment. And I think. It was just hilarious because I wasn't expecting it to happen. <laughs> and it's just like, and then you just, it's its never that horny again for the rest of the saga. Like, it kind of gets there maybe a third of the way in Last Crusade, but not really, you know? But yeah, I feel like... It's different. What you're, I, no, I know what you're talking I feel like that was more kind of just like played for comedy. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, no, this was actually... It's it's hilarious, dude. Um, and then you know, uh, I want to touch on something which I'm sure we will mention constantly through the rest of this recording, is um, like I I just love the horrible ways that like the horrible people in this like saga die. Oh like, yeah. It, I mean, I know that sounds horrible to say. Yeah. It's... But everything like it's so like appropriate. Like the this you know guy who sneaks into the room to kill Indy like they have with, you know, thousands of other hotel guests. Um, you know, he uh, he tries to he, he strangle him with the garrote and, uh, you know, long story short, ends up getting hung by Indy's whip with the ceiling fan. Yeah. 
Yeah, and metal. I, it's so it, this like, it's so hardcore. This movie is just nuts, and like it's it's hardcore. And I just I wrote it down twice in my notes just how metal this movie is because <laughs> I was just like not expecting it. And I think for me the biggest downside to this film is in the first half, maybe the first like act and a half, I was kind of bored. Like in uh, Temple of Doom? Yeah. Okay. Like not in a bad way, but just like ju- it was just a lot of things happening and I just wasn't like super interested. But then as soon as like right after the horny scene when they go into the tunnel, from then to the rest to the credits, I was like my eyes were glued and I was like so just like sharp and like stuck into and, it. Yeah. And, and I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I love I love that. And I think, and, and it's because it's just, it's such a gnarly, it's just so gnarly. And I wasn't, like, expecting that from how the first act was going, like, the first half was going. And I was like, yeah, this is, like, the fun adventure I was expecting, but it's, like, it's not blowing me away. And then as soon as they go down and I see people's hearts getting ripped out, and I was like, wow, I forgot how, like, gnarly and graphic this is. This is, like, amazing. Okay, absolutely, to everything you're saying. I will say, though, I was just completely enthralled, and, you know, not just that, but Tori was, and Tori, um, she, like, Tori, like, loves good movies as well, but um, she, and she'll be the first one to say, she has, like, ADHD mm-hmm. in some, like, uh, like where she can't really, like, focus in some films. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was glued to the screen the whole time, too. And I really feel like part of that is partly what, uh, that is um, for me is um, and obviously you know it, it just proved to be kind of like an exciting movie for you know both of us yeah but um, I really think that in, across all three of the original trilogy because obviously they take place in the 30s yeah this one was the most to kind of this was like had the like most stuff to remind you that this was the mid 30s from oh, like the, yeah, 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 I, yeah, the for sure. like the the rat pack style uh, tuxedo uh, jacket the mm-hmm. indies wearing um and the old rickety like um like you know adventure in the orient style cargo plane mm-hmm. um and then when they have dinner at uh pancot palace um like when they're walking around what is uh and maybe this is just um, i was a bit of a history nerd or history nerd but um what is like obviously like uh like a '30s India that has, like, you know, just recently, um, not recently been colonized, but uh, you know, the British have yeah. kind of are kind of like well adjusted into this part of India, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just like all of it up until what you're saying, where you both kind of like had like a phenomenal time after, even up to that point for me, I just really enjoyed how kind of like immersed into the time, like you know, this is the night. This is the world yeah. in the 30s. Yeah. You know? Um, kind of like those old 1935. Those, and it reminded me of, and I, you know, purposefully, I'm sure, of those like old adventure serials. Oh, for sure. And I, I just love that. And, yeah. and the beginning of Raiders does that very well, too, I but will say. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is one of the points where this temple's placing in our rankings differ. Okay. It's okay, because you're so enthralled from the beginning, and it kind of took me a minute to it took like, you, get it fully But we're on it. the same page right after they oh, yeah. go down. As soon there. as the guy's hearts get ripped out, I'm like all in. Dude. dude. And I'm like, I'm like, 
fucking sending you pictures like while I'm watching it because I'm just so I'm just nerding out about like how like like beautifully like 80s film this yeah. this movie is. It's perfect. Um and like when you're like when they're going through the cave and there's like that red like ominous glow. Oh yeah. Like so good. I'm just so good. Yeah. yeah. Um but man, dude, back to how metal this movie is. After the guy's heart gets ripped out, he gets lowered into lava. They all get caught, mm-hmm. and then they like, bro, like, and I, I forgot. I told, I leaned over and I looked at Tori and I was like, I forgot about this part. They make Indy drink the like. They try and make Indy drink that yeah. blood. He like doesn't do it the first time. He spits into the guy's face. They threaten to hurt Short Round. Then they start whipping him. Oh, and I was, mm-hmm. like, it's I was actually, way. I was, I was under the, uh, uh, like, I, I, I had, I had partook in a bit of the devil's lettuce. I, uh-huh. I was, you know, as you do when you're watching a movie at, at night. I was having, uh, it was, it was uh, meant to be, uh, you know, for good vibes. Yeah. And I just got a little bit, uh, you know, watching them whip poor Harrison Ford. I just, man, I just, you just broke down. I, I just, not, I didn't break down, but I, I definitely got a little bit stressed out. I was like, yeah, it was intense. I, was like, I don't like watch. I was like, so all it's to say, it's very effective. In oh yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the like, it doesn't pull any punches. No, and you know, I love that. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was one of one of these the parts. It was right after um, short round wakes Indy up from the the like possession. Yeah, and Indy's fighting the the main dude i forget his name but um and he he like opens up a, he's like on the ground and he opens up a trap door and then he's like <laughs> and then like disappears i just wrote in my notes that i died laughing at the trap door part. Hey, um uh, uh was it molaram yeah when he yeah <laughs> dude it was great that like yeah, yeah. This mo- like definitely made me laugh like yeah. quite a few times too. It's just the perfect level of camp of, where it was just like this that's is what perfect. I'm saying. The perfect level of camp. Yeah. It wasn't. It didn't take itself too seriously. But also, you know, with the scenes that are messed up, are really messed up when you see all the like the children slaves and yeah, dude, it gets that, dark. You know, when especially the f- first like you know time you see like one of the kids. He, you know, he's obviously starved and exhausted. He runs back, falls into Indy's arms. Just, you know, it gets you. It's awful. Yeah, it, it, it it's dark, man. And then that's why I feel like, like, um, I, I remember in an interview, Steven Spielberg mentioned that uh, they, he's like, we use Nazis because you kind of have a get-out-of-jail-free card to, you know, just rough them up, brutalize them. Like, yeah, you, you know, can do anything do you anything want to you a want. Nazi and no one's going to feel bad. And I feel like, like, cultists who have children as slaves it's pretty it's pretty up there so yeah it's definitely when these guys you know when indy finally breaks out and they get you know their comeuppance you know like uh that that moment it really like it, it hits you in the chest when um I think it was short round or Willie. They're like, uh, are, are we like, are we leaving? And he's like, yeah, all yeah. of us. Yeah, and then like, it shows him like, like just beat up the dude who's like about to like start whipping the kids. And then like, you're just like, there's that like lump in your throat. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, my dude, I'm like, fuck him up, bro. Well, like, that, that's the, the exact moment when like the indie that we see in the rest of the saga is like born. 
it's that moment. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. like right then, that's where our hero is born. Because he had and the then, stones, like mm-hmm. kind of mole around wasn't he really. He could have dipped. He could have dipped. You know, God's fortune and glory. But exactly, he you know, saved the that, kids. That was amazing. Yeah. That yeah, that's that's a great point. I think that is because you know from there on out, Indy is just like. He may be a bit, uh, you know, headstrong and, you know, just kind of, like, F you to opposition, but he's not really, like, a dick to, like, anyone like that anymore. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well. Um, that minecart chase, that was so, so good. good. Um, the, the bridge scene, dude. Uh, and then, you know, at, at the, at the very end when, um. He actually, uh, he he uh, ends up. What what happened? They're climbing up the the bridge, and the stones burn. Oh yeah, that scene was so cool. And then uh, Molaram just falls to his death and like hits his head on the, on the cliff. He bounces off, he the, bounces cliff off the cliff. Bounces off the cliff. Skips it. Dude, and you know um, the crocodiles are down there. And oh yeah, and they get a nice little dinner. I just yeah, I just I just love it so much. I just love everything about this movie. Yeah, it's uh, a good one. I, okay, so well, we just give it a rating and move on. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. What's what's your what's your rating? I give I give it I give it a ten. I think this oh, is a masterpiece. Shit. I really okay. do. And I wouldn't have given it that um, if you asked me last time. I was like, oh yeah, nine nine and a half. Just watching it with my filmmaker lens that I think you've definitely given me. You know, I, yeah. I I definitely would say this is a master work of film in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Well, I pretty much fully agree i think for me i mean i thought i think i gave it a four out of five on letterboxd so it's about a nine out of ten for me and eight and a half nine something mm-hmm. like that Hell yeah. and yeah i think the only thing that's really like keeping it from a perfect score is really just that i was just like not fully engaged in the first half I think that was that really detracted for me, but that could always change. It could have just been the mood I was in. For sure, for you sure. know. Did okay? Did you at least like? Were you engaged in like the beginning, like the nightclub scene when they're like doing the trade off with? The oh table? yeah, yeah. That part yeah, I feel like is impossible not to be. And then they shoot. They kill Wuhan. Dude, dude, dude that's Wuhan so seemed up. like dude. It, that was okay. He's that like, was. I've you, been on many adventures with you. It's like I want to oh, see those see adventures. Yeah. I want to see what you guys did. And it makes it even it, worse because there was a there was an alternate scene um, where when they were about to join the plane, uh, short round was like, "I got three tickets for us, you, me, and Wuhan." Right? And then he was like, "Oh yeah, he's not coming. Sorry, we gotta go." And then Willie's like, "I'll take it." So it's just like it just Aww. adds just an extra yeah, bit of like heartbreak. Extra... Oh man. To it, you know. That, and just, I'm sure he, he's not gonna tell you know short round like, "Oh no, he's dead." Yeah, no, he, it was, uh, the line was like, he, he's not coming. That was, and that's, that's tough. Okay, before we move on, move out of Temple of Doom, did we touch on, like, how fucking amazing, uh, Kihi Kwan did a short round? Oh, like, as a yeah, chi- how are we best, not talking like, about child it? He's acting performance. Dude, I love this actor, like, just from, you know, I, I love him now from everything, everywhere, all at once, um as well but mm. just from this movie i was like oh like i would watch if you know the, he was also in the goonies yeah i was like I, I just love this guy is just so good oh yeah um he just brings like that like youthful enthusiasm and like he's very like he's he's fearless he's so fearless 
I love the scene where him and Indy are playing cards in the jungle, and like Willie's all like screaming or in just in the background, and uh, Indy and Short Round are arguing in Mandarin, and he's like, "You cheat! You're cheating! I'm not playing with you!" And, and he's like, "He's like, I'm not cheating!" He's like, and he's not like actually like yeah. mad at him. He's like, "No!" He's like, "I'm not cheating." Well, that's that just like that really shows that like um, that relationship and that bond that they have with each other, you know, where it's that like either like big brother or like uncle type of like relationship exactly it's just that and it's I really it. it's really nice and, and that's again a trait that indy has throughout the other films is that he, you know his the he cares about the people that he cares about yeah exactly i don't know why that wasn't turned off sorry that's my alarm um but uh yeah yeah very very strong um like that i think that was like also one of the main emotional centers of the movie um uh, yeah i completely agree like just the scene where uh where short round burns indy with the torch and indy like backhands him because he's still like you know hypnotized yeah because he just feels and then you're just like oh my god and then like they're about to kill him and then he's like no i got him and like he's like he looks at him he's like yeah. I'm okay kid like I, I can't help but get choked <sighs> up. That moment when Indy hugs him and says he's sorry for hitting him, that tears. Bro, tears. Bro, yeah, it's beautiful. It's I, so I, good. I, I love this movie, man. Yeah, it's really good. You um, might have just bumped it up to a four and a half for me. <laughs> see, that's, that's what I'm talking. Just just talking about it more. Okay, um, that's what I'm here for, man. But so well, move on to Raiders. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so. Moving on to Raiders, takes place one year after Temple of Doom, 1936 now. Uh, Masterpiece, in my opinion. I I agree. I I think this is a great movie. It's It's amazing. Oh, my God. I I forgot to mention it in Temple of Doom, but for Temple of Doom and Raiders, my God. The score, John Williams' score... So good. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, like, so, and the incredible. score is distinct in each of the it's five so movies. so distinct. I would say. So distinct. Temple of Doom has this clearly kind of like, uh, like Asian, like, uh, again, like that kind of like adventure in the Orient, like 30s type of like. Short Round has his own theme song, which is a beautiful song. Which it's is so amazing. sick. It's, um, it fits his character so well. And then, yeah, and then Raiders has this like, uh, like, like very like. Like mysterious, like when they're. Like... It's like a mysterious Middle Eastern, like yeah, interesting. Have... Like when it talks, like the arc theme has this like flute going on, and it's like very like you can just picture yourself being in the desert, like just on a camel. It's beautiful, you know, it's... and it's like, but it also it's very like dark and mysterious. I have trouble to it as well. Yeah, it's got that like yeah, definitely that ominous like, like like something like not everything is as it seems type of. Exactly. And um, honestly, man, I, like I, I have a hard time. Like I, I go back and forth all the time. What my favorite score is between the yeah. first three movies. Oh, <laughs> me too. It and, and just rewatching all of them over the last couple of days, it's it's been very challenging for, for myself as well. Just trying to decide which one's my favorite score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have an idea, which I'll get to later in the episode when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this film is—I mean, it's a masterclass in how to make a great movie. Make a great, yeah, just make a great movie in general. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's 
I honestly can't think of a single bad thing to say about it. I can't either. I've tried. I can't. I, I just. I can't think of a negative thing. My last. My when I when I saw it. I I don't know if you got to, but um, me and Victoria saw it in uh, the theater. No, I didn't get to. Dude, it was so cool because I'm I don't so know jealous. why it was just. And th- okay, this isn't. Th- this is if I have a negative. It's I'll, I'll get in. I'll get into this in a sec. It seems like Raiders is like as far as the first three films is just kind of automatically assumed, like by the general population by the general public that it's was the best one i don't Mm. know if it was because it's the first one or something um but there's like just you know bias for like you know that movie whenever it's in theaters because we were looking for all three films because we wanted to see all three of them in theaters and they only had raiders in theaters and tori was Mm. confused because she was like wait i thought that was like the second one and i was i was like well yeah but it was the first one to come out and it was a big deal yeah i think it it for that and I think for most like people, why it's their favorite is just like, it's, it's Raiders, you know, it's, it's the it's thing that nostalgic. kicked it off. It's super nostalgic. You know, you got, I, I mean, it, every frame of it is just like classic, masterful adventure film. Yeah. And masterful it's like, cinematography. I get that, dude. I, and I think that for a lot of people, it's their favorite, but it's also like, like you said, I think a huge thing is it's nostalgia. It was the first one. It like it changed everything. So I think I think that it uh, it has a lot to do with nostalgia. And it was my favorite for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I gave you my my ranking like a week ago, it was my number one. That has changed. Inter- okay, okay, interesting. <laughs> it's no longer my first, but I think it was my first because of nostalgia. I completely like, understand that. Just being so far removed from seeing all of them in a long time it's easy for when i think of the saga it was easy to be like oh yeah raiders is my favorite like i think of it all the elements to it i'm like yeah that's my favorite but now having recently watched them all it's it's not uh well um i i can't wait to are we, are we going to do, like, a definitive ranking at the very end? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, dude, I just, like, since I got to see it in the theater, um, and th- that was the only... Oh, wait, no, I saw... Because I saw Dial Destiny in theater, too. Um, I think the that was one of the best movies to see in the theater. Oh, yeah. Like I had mentioned with Temple of Doom, like, the uh, how you get, have that, like, you know, 1930s vibe. The whole first like ten minutes feels like like a non-narrated like one of the adventure serials that they had. Um, back Definitely, in the day. yeah. Like, dude, and like just the score that that whole temple sequence is like one of the most iconic scenes in, in like all of film, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the 100%. whole thing, like any frame from where they're hiking up the hill, um, and the Paramount you know logo disappears into the mountain from yeah. that until the plane flying away into that beautiful south american sunset mm-hmm. any frame you choose is going to be iconic <laughs> literally every frame I is love it. iconic it's such a masterful cold open adventure like it's not my favorite of the series but i think it's the most well done i, get, I think yeah. it's so perfectly done Every 
frame is so well executed it's so well paced it has so much exposition wrapped up into it that you don't even realize like you learn complete like pretty much everything you need to know about indiana jones and like why we have to we should root for him and like you pretty yeah it just there's so much exposition in there and it, it got know? so much and so with so little said exactly yeah. with most of it there's like maybe like there's like six lines of dialogue five, ten dialogue. lines of dialogue yeah. in the whole sequence like it, come on let me just say this too and it it works well really well obviously if that's the first indie movie you've seen yeah because it kind of keeps like has this like man of mystery like adventure guy vibe definitely you know like uh you know it's kind of kind of like lone wolf guy doesn't mm. trust anyone so that's that's amazing that's how i was introduced to it that's, that's how you, you were introduced to it yeah and, and him you know exactly. um but man let me say this after watching temple of doom and you see how he just kind of goes in there like all like he's almost like it's almost like in temple like when he goes in the nightclub he's done like a line of coke man like he's oh, just yeah. so like he's like sweating he's just so like kind of kind of antsy you know yeah, does that make yeah, sense yeah, yeah definitely like and in this one he's so cool calm collected even when he whips the uh the the gun away from I'm, his name's baranka i just know mm. that because i'm a fucking nerd <laughs> and i'm an indiana i'm like an indiana jones you know you know how it is yeah um but uh the tour guide baranka when he whips when he whips the gun away from that guy he's he's so he's even so like He's so Master, mellow He's about so that. stoic. He, yeah, he doesn't say a word. He just turns around, slowly wraps up his whip, and moves on. <laughs> it's, yeah. So just, it, like, the juxtaposition of that, you know, before, or that intro with, uh, you know, Temples. Yeah. It, it, it shows obvious character development. And, you know, and when he's going in and uh, the other guy, uh, Sapito, mm-hmm. uh, played by Alfred, the great Alfred Molina. What a guy! What a guy! What a guy! When he's trying to just go in and he like he like pushes him against the wall, he's like, "Wait!" It's like, see, like now yeah. he's he's gotten that like he's chill now. It's almost like everything that happened in Temple gave him the confidence to be so cool and collected going forward. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Which is, I think, why if I ever meet somebody who hasn't seen any Indiana Jones, or for my kids one day, yep. I want I'm. It's Temple first. It's Temple first. And yeah. then Raiders. We're, it's got to be chronological. So then you can see, you know, how he goes at, like, his character development. Yeah. Like, even... Okay, so, like, comparing, you know, on the comparison, um, when he's uh, teaching at college, at the college, and he's just, like, that uh, nerdy dude, mm-hmm. like, he's just kind of, like like, nerding out about his... Um, I think that kind of, and then he kind of goes on to talk with uh, Marcus, and I think that whole like kind of demeanor that he has, um, when you know talking to people, like and just kind of communicating and you know uh, interacting, I feel like I, I really do feel like he was arrogant and full of himself in Temple of Doom, and he Definitely. and it would have gone differently um, had he not gone through that. Definitely. So. Um, I, I really love uh, his interaction, like the whole um, meeting with uh, from you know where he's in the classroom. And you know, side note, when the girl has "love you" on her eyelids, <laughs> that's that's so funny. Yeah, it's oh hilarious. yeah, it's like exactly. Oh. And again, there's a there's one moment 
in that moment in that scene where there's that one dude who like quickly puts the apple on his desk and then like rushes out like even like I didn't the, that. yeah like that's another like tiny little blink and you miss just like you you didn't even realize it but like that <laughs> was has he, like crushing on him or something no i think oh. it's like he probably like just is so impressed with him he's like this is my like the greatest teacher ever you know i love like, that i, I, I didn't notice that. exactly i mean he could have been crushing on him i don't know I mean, I we do like Harrison Ford's the guy. Oh, man. oh my God! Yeah. You know, it's like so. Like I, I don't blame him. Oh, I don't but blame him a bit. Either way, it just shows like everyone in his class either just loves him so much or is so impressed by him that it's just like even that tiny little moment like even shows like everyone is just an enamored, just like the girl with the love you on her eyelids. That's, you know, that's a that's a great point. Which again is just. Spielberg is such a master and that and there's another scene later when he's talking to the FBI about like the arc and everything that's what I was gonna get into yeah there's well, a moment was that FBI or CIA oh I think it was CIA okay it was yeah, FBI it was... and well because Kingdom. one of the guy's names is uh it's Colonel Eaton mm. and I, I mean I guess that would make sense for FBI but usually like if they're CIA they're like I think it they said it was CIA okay yeah um, but in that moment where they're talking about the arc and everything, um, again, just a line that Indy has that just really shows his character is he's like, um, I don't know, power of God or something. <laughs> like the way he says that is just like, he's so great. It just reveals so much about his character, you know? Like he just doesn't like really care. He's like, I don't know, it's the power of God or something. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't matter to him. Like he's not it's impressed. Not... He care. He could care less. He probably doesn't believe. He's just like whatever, dude. Like probably that. I don't know. And if anything, if Temple of Doom was like a like a like character development for him, like emotionally and and maturing, you know, like as a person and like letting go of some ego. I feel. I definitely feel like this was just like. Just kind of his, uh, like when he's when he tells Marcus when he's packing his suitcase, he's like, mm. Marcus, I don't believe in magic, some superstitious hocus pocus. Yeah, this was definitely you're talking about the boogeyman. You're talking about the boogeyman. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my god, man. Um, <laughs> and like this was definitely like an eye opener to well, and mind opener for oh, yeah. for Andy. Oh, 100%. Like, just to. Like, no, I'm not even, like, I could, you know, take the angle and be like, oh, you know, like, God was trying to teach him a lesson. Even beyond that, man, just, like, the universe showing him that not is not everything is, like, as it seems, and there are some powers that are, that we can't explain. That yeah. We, there's some, which is why I think it's a good, like, it's just kind of a good movie in general, because there's multiple interpretations. Definitely. Um, like, regardless of what you believe spiritually. Like, you know, we all agree that there are some things we can't explain. Yeah. And I think it does a pretty good job of, you know, kind of opening Indy's mind from here oh, on Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many great moments in this movie. It's like, yeah. it's hard to even, like, talk about this movie. <laughs> Dude, my mind's, like, just kind of, like, like, I, I, like, I don't even up, know what to talk about next. I just hop to the, you know, the arc ceremony at the end, basically. Yeah. But... 
Yeah, dude, like, it's, it's kind of like how you could say, like, oh, okay, you know, Pulp Fiction or Wolf of Wall Street, every scene from there is iconic. Goodfellas. And, and Goodfellas. Oh, God, we're such film bros. <laughs> um, but no, it's true. Same thing with this movie, dude. Like, I mean, man, we can discuss, like, the, uh, if, if you want to talk about iconic, the whole um, bar scene in Nepal. Oh, At Marion's yeah. bar. Yeah. That was, like, as a kid... Whenever I would rewatch Raiders, uh, you know, because, again, I thought it was the only indie movie for, like, six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, maybe, like, three or four months. But um, I would just, every time I watched the movie, that was the part I would get, like, that was the first part, I should say, that I would get really psyched for. I'd be like, oh, the bar, yeah. like, the bar's coming up. Exactly. And then you watch Marion drink the guy under the table. Um, you watch, uh, and then, uh, you know, Indy comes in. And you learn. Let's let's we can unpack this scene. I feel like would be very interesting for us to discuss now that we've actually learned the full scope. Yeah. Because there, when Indy comes in, he's talking with Marion. They discuss their past a little bit. Um, would you say that there's some there like you didn't fully grasp that scene like even the last time you watched it? Yeah. Or probably. You, okay. Yeah. So basically. Uh, Abner Ravenwood was um, a professor that Indy really, really was into. Yeah. Like, like he like thought he was a great guy. He was like uh, looked up to him. Yeah. He was like his mentor. He was like basically. his mentor. Um. So and then, uh, and this was like in Indy's like that like what do you what do you name it like between Young Indiana Jones like, and Temple of Doom? It's you like, said, like the like, dark years. Dark, the dark years where you just like there's like it's like. For example, to bring even bring some more like Bible stuff, but into this, mm-hmm. it's like the three-year dark period in Jesus's life, or the okay. like not three years, sorry, like the jump from when he was like a teenager to when he was thirty, it started going around doing his stuff for three years with his disciples and all that. Um, it's like there's just no record of what was going on there. It's like that for Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's just no record that, like, for we don't... really between that time in Young Indiana Jones to Temple of Doom. Like we don't really know. Like I mean, I'm sure there. I mean, is there like a book or comic someone wrote? I'm. Uh, I'm sure there is, maybe, and I don't know how canon that would be. Or... Yeah, I don't know. I know. So Young Indiana Jones it ends with Indy headed to Chicago to start college at the University of Chicago. To study archaeology. Okay. And we know that uh, Abner was one of his professors there. So he meets, like, maybe one or two years into it or something, you know. And then, yeah, there's so much that happens with their lives at that point. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, meets Miriam, does all that stuff. I don't even know. Like, there's so much there. Yeah, so, um, okay. So, yeah, I, I, so he met Marion and, uh, like, some point, and they, like, had a thing, and then, like, Indiana Jones dipped. Yeah, he skedaddles. Okay, and, and do we know why that was? Like, what? No. You just, okay. I mean, my biggest guess is, like, maybe to, maybe he, like, graduated college at that point and, like, was starting his career and just dipped somewhere to be an archaeologist doing whatever god knows what yeah and then just like basically just ghosted her 
I mean, yeah, that would make sense, especially because he was still in his, his douchebag phase. Yeah, so. and I think, like, maybe him and Marion dated for a while in college, and then he just, yeah, just, like, ghosts her. Yeah. You know, like, it was probably a super serious relationship, and then all of a sudden it just... He just vanished. Because she literally, like, socks him in the face, like, within, like, three minutes of him seeing her again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he is, uh, and, you know, obviously, I'm sure he was, like, want, and, like you know, he was anticipating uh, seeing her again. But, you know, he's kind of there, like, on business. Yeah. So when he, like, kind of goes in there and he, like, asks about uh, the, the, the staff rawhead piece, and then, you know, she's like, what the hell, dude? Like, you like you kind of just left and, like, you know, up and left. Yeah, if it was his choice, he probably would have still never seen her again. Yeah. And just, like, yeah, he just kind of had to make himself see her again. Exactly. Because he needed her uh, peace. Exactly. And then he uh, pays her, he paid her, like, what, like, it was, like, 3000 bucks or something? Something like that. Just yeah. like, what would that be today? Like, 20, 20K? Some probably. I think so. Yeah. My God. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, then also I feel like if he had not gone through his character development in, in Temple of Doom to kind of like put some perspective on him and make him chill, mm-hmm. um, he, he probably, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if he would have like gotten like pissed when Marion punched him. Yeah. Yeah. He probably would have. He probably would have like freaked out. He's like, hey. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, but no, and then, like, he, I, I really do like how, like, he, when she hits him, like, he kind of, like, he's, like, shocked at first, and then he, like, realizes, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just looked it up, and $3,000 in 1936 would basically, um, be $65,000 today. Oh, my God, I was way off. <laughs> Inflation. Sixty five thousand six hundred and thirty eight and ninety two cents. Oh my god, man. Yep. So I mean that's really pretty good for well, I wouldn't say that's good for the staff of Raw because that gets you straight to the location of the Ark. But I'd say for like another like any sort of old artifact that's kinda have probably has some sentimental value. Yeah, not bad. Sixty five bucks would be a pretty good deal. Sixty five or sixty five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um but, uh, yeah, no, so I, I love how, like, at first, like, when she hits him, like, he's shocked, and then, like, he, like, there's that moment, he's like, oh, I, I, I get it. Yeah, he's like, that's understandable. Like, <laughs> I probably deserve that. And then, you know, he comes in and helps her out when the freaking Nazis come in. Dude, I, I forgot how, like, bloody and intense this movie Dude, is. Dude, that was, like, some, that was, like, some R-rated, like, action that you might see, like, it was, and it wasn't, like... You know Tarantino level where like heads are exploding or anything like no, that. No, but, but it was still bloody and didn't really pull any punches. Like something I love about that scene uh-huh. is that there's no music whatsoever in that scene during the fight scene when I everyone's mean, fighting. I, it's silent. That's awesome. You dude. just hear the punches, the uh, things exploding the from pistols, being shot all the glass the, breaking everything dude like the, the fire, fire crackling on yeah the, burning her bar you hear down. the pouring of alcohol pouring out onto the floor you hear people scurrying about it's like it's amazing and it's so well directed 
and it just shows how just like of a master Spielberg is especially at this point like this is like one of the best directed scenes I've ever seen yeah like there's one moment when um you just see one of the Nazis um shadow on the wall and he just like gets shot in the head and it's so you can see that it's very gruesome and violent but you just see it in shadow on the wall and that's so that's just so well done you know i love that scene yeah like it you you just you see the power of it but you don't have to see how gory it is and it's just it's so well done it's incredible it's yeah no it's it seems like that that like they they don't like straight up like show you you know, just like gore, like the gore is and violence are not necessarily the focus. the 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 film is the focus. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, it's about the craft first, more than the ride that you're on. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yep. Hit the nail around the head. Um. Um. Yeah, that whole scene is, and I love uh, how uh, it has. That was, I mean, and I think a lot of movies did that after, but I, I feel like that definitely. was one of the first movies that um, had that the fake out where like. You know, Indy thinks he's been shot, but it's actually Marion behind him, and she thought shot that one guy. And then yeah, he just, the mouth starts like dripping oh, blood. Dude, that was crazy. That was, yeah, man. Um, I love uh, yeah, the, the when Indy's you know down on the bar, he's like whiskey, and oh, then like Marion yeah. goes and she like grabs the whiskey for him and he smashes the the guy on the head. It's so well done. It's it, yeah, everything, every moment is so like perfectly intentional. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Every every single scene. It's not just like a bunch of stuff happening on screen. Um, and then uh, when when Marion goes to smack the guy over the head of the log, but like the keg breaks and the beer starts coming out, she's like, oh. she that like goes great. and gets a mouthful See, of the beer. Again, a little character moment that reveals so much about a person's character. It's perfect. And can we just, I want to take this moment to point out, I haven't seen Karen Allen and Rennie really any other movies besides Indiana Jones and Sandlot. But oh yeah, she is yeah, in she's a mom in Sandlot. She doesn't really do much, that. but she's such a good actress. Yeah. I, I love her in this movie. She might she might be my favorite character besides Indy. Oh yeah, like, I would I, agree. I, I I think that like she really like because in Temple, I feel like Indy is definitely center focus, and then Willie and Short Round are kind of just there. Yeah, and this I feel like there's an argument to be made that Marion's kind of like a, a like she's like a co like a co. Uh, protagonist protagonist yeah exactly i, I would like agree a co-lead yeah i would 100 percent agree and i think that just shows just why her and indy are so perfect together because mm-hmm. like yeah. they're basically they're both just so like adventurous and strong-willed and like extremely intelligent people yeah who are just like are a great team together exactly you know? they're just like and who are both like smart and kind of like crafty yeah um and let me this is going to be a weird comparison but stick with me um, I've been watch. I know I mentioned uh, like Better Call Saul earlier. I've been watching that show, and not to really get like into it, but um, like a lot of people in the show like effectively are kind of like tricky and clever. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that so much with certain characters in these movies because they'll get themselves into situations where they're kind of have to like think their way out or talk their way out. Yeah, and just like. And I feel like that applies to Indy so much in these movies, just him doing, whether it's like him doing some MacGyver type stuff or mm. um, just kind of like uh, like figuring, using his head. But also, dude, I feel like there's this really cool moment 
that you kind of notice when um, with Marion, like you've no, like a couple different times throughout the movie, you'll like notice this about her. But um, like when she's in the tent and Belog comes in with the yeah. Nazis, like she, her plan is, and it shows this because you know she can, you know, she can outdrink pretty much anyway. She out, exactly. anyone she outdrank that big guy. It shows that okay, she's gonna try and outdrink Belog, and then she's gonna you know take the knife and and, and, dip. and dip. Yeah. And I thought, and unfortunately that didn't quite work out because f the Nazis. Yeah, seriously. But um. I, I think that like that's like like I kind of only noticed that this time I was like oh she's like she's gonna out drink him yeah she's thinking like five steps ahead she's of thinking, these guys and I, I thought that was I thought that was really cool yeah um but uh yeah man when um after that when it gets to Cairo and the rest of the movie for the most part like I'd say the entire like second act of the movie or in maybe. Yeah, pretty much the second act of the movie takes place in Cairo. Mm-hmm. I'd say that is that part of the movie is um, like when I think of Raiders, like that's kind of what I'm eager to revisit. Because, oh yeah, you like know, I, I love the rest of the movie too, but I'm saying like that's like the meat out, and potatoes of it. Hanging out in Sala's place, dealing with the whole chase sequence. All, all the try- like the bandits. Yeah, exactly the bandit fight scenes. The classic Indy pulling a gun on the swordsman, you know, the Mirian fake out death, Indy drinking and talking to Belloc all That scene right there was so great because, and again, this was something I only really, like, registered in my head, but, like, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. And he's just, you know, drinking just oh, yeah. until, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, which we'll get into later, but it kind of... It's a nice parallel to what happens later in Des- Dial of Destiny. Yep, yeah, you know? absolutely. And it kind of just shows that, like, part of his character traits from that film, it's not anything new. We've seen him be that version of himself before. Yeah, and this we is, see that version right sunburn. here. Exactly. You know? And, um, yeah, I think that scene with him talking to Belloc, I think that's it's a great scene that shows how great of a villain Belloc is. And a great antagonist because Belloc is just who Indy would be if, if he kept he, going down. Yeah, if that. he didn't have that encounter in India yeah, in Temple of Doom. Exactly. If he didn't deal with all of that and free the kids and everything, I think it's very possible. I mean, this is only a year later, but I think Indy wouldn't be as a as big of adversaries to Belloc, you know? Like, they, um, they might be... Maybe they, I, I, I could see a likely situation where they're partners, yeah. even, yeah, trying yeah. to find the idol in the beginning. Because, I mean, you know? what really separates Indy from from Belloc? Like, I mean, what Belloc did in the beginning at the temple, yeah, it was underhanded and, like, dickish. Um, but it's nothing crazy that, but, and nothing we haven't seen Indy do. Yeah, exactly. Stealing the... Uh, and then there's the matter of... Uh, I think what to answer that question, what separates them, is that he actually then has the Jovitos tribe go and try and kill Indy, which... Yes. Um, yeah, no, I just feel like Belloc is... Um, like, yeah, it really shows his character as something Indy could have grown into if he wasn't careful. Um, because, you know, Belloc isn't a straight-up, like, murderer, right? No. He's just he wants he wants 
you know, these valuable... Fortune and glory. He wants the fortune and glory. Exactly. And, you know, he'll do things like, you know, hurt, like, whoever he has to and, and betray people and work with Nazis to get yeah. it. And I feel like maybe it's a stretch to say I could see Indy being okay working with Nazis like Belloc if he continued down his path. But I do feel like I could see him being more tolerant to it and like not liking it or being okay with it, but just kind of being there to get the job done. Well, that's exactly how Belloc is. And that's why I I love um, his character, Belloc's character throughout this whole movie is that they like, you know, Belloc is clearly shown to be a guy who, yeah, he's still work. He's, he's working with the, you know, the worst freaking people on planet earth literally but yeah. he's still holding fast to what he believes you know spiritually mm-hmm. um and you know like uh when one of the nazis uh the colonel nazi says to him uh, uh on the ship later in the movie like uh, he's like i'm not comfortable with this he's this jewish ritual yeah and belloc is kind of like he kind of dismisses it and he's like he's like you know what if if if, if that's you know your hang-up basically like well like you're going to have to, you know, put on you your big boy pants. Yeah, you, you know? can leave. You can leave if you exactly. don't. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um. So I do I do like that, like, even though Belloc is not a moral person whatsoever, he's not, like, yeah, he, he's, he still respects the sanctity of the craft. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way to put it. But yeah. I hope that makes sense. No, for sure. Um. And, and by that I mean, like, whatever, like, he, he understands the lore and the... Like the like the weight of of something like the Ark of the Covenant, right? Like he's not stupid. Well, obviously, you know that end of the movie that shows that. <laughs> yeah, he is a little bit. He was being, he was being partially ignorant, but I I feel like he understands like he understands the weight of the the situation. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And yeah, and but I, at the end, he wanted his he wanted his fortune and glory. Exactly, which is, I think. A way, another reason why Raiders works really well as a sequel to Temple is that we see Indy's arc into not being a dirtbag who just wants fortune and glory, and we see in the next film what why that can be just be such such a bad path to go down if you were if he was to continue down that path because he would become Belloc and he worked with the Nazis and be a horrible dude. But like he was saved from that path and he, he defeated them instead, which is a great place to talk. So, you know, to mention, I love how this film and this film, last crusade, any film where there's Nazis, they show you indeed. Like they're not just like the bad guys in the movie, Indiana Jones, hates Nazis so much oh, yeah. and he loves it when they die and I think <laughs> he he, I, I think he yeah. I think he actually enjoy and mind you he's this is you know a, this is an earlier time this is in the 30s and he you know wasn't World War 1 but I I I think he get, I think he gets some sort of satisfaction out of killing them Oh he gets a lot of joy from it which is why <laughs> I mean it's it makes sense why then he later joins the war in World War 2 as well because he wants to kill some Nazis. Well, I mean, unofficially, but yeah, well, he, they said it in. I think they said it in Dial. Was he, he was actually? Part of the war. 
Well, because I, I obviously, you know, he fought Nazis and he, you know, yeah. he combated against them. But I don't know if he was actually like a like a soldier and if he went on any like tours to, you know, huh. something to look up in after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm be, interested I, in that. I am too. Well, I mean, shit, man. As far as I'm concerned, he fought in World War II. Like we saw it in two movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, Three regardless, movies. we yeah, <laughs> he did participate in somewhat. He did participate yeah. in some good old-fashioned Nazi killing. That's right. Nazi, he has his share of Nazi scalps. Mm-hmm. So. We're the bastards. <laughs> um, but, so, oh, uh, we want to wrap up Raiders? Um, all right. Any last little thoughts? Uh. Besides the beautiful practical Beautiful action. practical action effects. Uh, yeah. Man, I, that was my favorite when I was a kid. The, um, the, uh, truck... Um, chase scene with the oh, horse, yeah. man. That was. I mean, he's just like killing Nazis left and right. He like you know swerved the car and made those one that one jeep drive off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Then he threw that other guy out the windshield, and then he smashed his face against. Dude, oh, he, just, he just boom, 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 boom. Just and, and you don't feel bad because it's you know a Nazi. Yeah, and they're about to do Nazi things. Oh, that's another point that was he like just ran him over. Wow, the car. yeah, he's you like, see Bleh! him drive over and you just see him like <laughs> flail his limbs up. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is dark. I was like, nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, Uh, Yeah. And then uh, last thing, um, just like I really loved Indy's relationship with Short Round and Temple, and I feel like they just, they get the character relationships, like, right on. And we talked about his kind of, like, like, relationship with Belloc, where he's, he he has, like, like, he, he just kind of has this, like, disrespect towards Belloc like understandable yeah. just because like Belloc is kind of that like like optimist or um what's the word that I'm looking for um opportunistic uh just asshole archaeologist that you know he almost became um but I I feel like my favorite is uh Indian Marion's relationship is just so beautiful man and I'm not yeah. like a romantic comedy guy like I don't really like I don't or a romantic uh, rom com or romantic drama or whatever. It unless it's done really well, I don't really give a shit about these two people um, yeah. that I you know have just seen on screen and you know whatever. But um, and because remember you know I saw this one first. Even when I was a kid, I was just like you know when most kids you know nine year olds would be like ew gross girls <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, whatever. I just, I always liked watching, especially when, um, they're like, they're on the, um, on the ship and, uh, they're doing like the kiss, like yeah. here and then like here. And I just thought that was like, I, I, I it's so adorable, man. Yeah. It's so heartwarming. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's per. I mean, it's great. And like, you see, like Indy's not like this, uh, or at least, you know, as of now, he's not like this, uh, this like rough like I'll put you over my knee, money punny, like type of like yeah. he's like a very like tender like dude and it's it's like very like you know, talk about like positive masculinity. Like there you go. Like I, I love yeah. that. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean I I just wanted to bring that up. Uh oh, bro, how could okay, we gotta we gotta mention Sala. I mean, he's the goat. Sala is Sala is just one of my favorite movie characters in general. John Rise Davies, who I didn't know this until recently, but he was in uh, he's Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Oh, he is. Did you not know that? No. Yeah, but yeah he's he Gimli in Lord of the Rings, dude. Well, now um, I have to rewatch that with that lens, dude. He John Rise Davies always brings that like jolly, just like kind of gusto to like his his performances. Like whenever he's talk like. 
he just seems like he's just kind of has like this like enjoyment for life and as uh as sala like uh like sala feels that way i'm saying like yeah. where he's just like he's like oh indy i'm so happy to see you my friend and he's just like and you can tell him and indy go back like and they're they're good buddies and all sala's kids love indy um but just you know more than anything that sala in he's probably in the movie only for like 15 minutes yeah not very but long we just see like how great of like that this guy like just has a heart of gold and he just like like he's he's one of the good ones yeah. you know um and uh just like like just uh, just great vibes from solo just the best like, vibes yeah i don't think that there's another character in the whole series besides maybe short round where i'm just like i just like I would, I would like hang out. Like, I, I just love this guy's, like, I just love his vibe. Like, he's not like a grumpy asshole. He doesn't have any hangups. Um, and, uh, I, I think that, you know, his friendship with Indy is just beautiful, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love it. I, I 100% agree. I would, I would love nothing more than to be in Cairo in 1936, 1935, whatever. Just that era, and just hang out with Sala. For real, man. Like I would love to just hang out in his home and just listen to tunes and hang out and eat good food and just like have the best time with him. He'd be like a, such a fun dude to he, hang out with. He'd be so hospitable, man. Yeah. Um. Also, you know, definitely save you from eating any bad dates. Definitely. Like, yeah. Man, he, he's got he an saved eye for Indy's it. Life, man. He came in clutch. Yeah. Like, that's another... Like, I love how, like, we touched on it with both Indy and Marion. Like, it, like the movie doesn't... Like, no, like, stupid horror movie with protagonists here. Like... No. Everyone's, like, in this movie who's, like, you know, kind of who you think would be smart is, like, sharp as a... Sharp as a... Like, you know... Yeah. As sharp a... Sharp as a rock. Scimitar? A scimitar? Like those 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 Middle Eastern swords that they were. Oh, okay. Well, no, yeah. no, no, you didn't. Sorry, I thought you, I thought you were talking to, about a, uh, um, a centaur. Sa- sharp. Oh, okay. I was like, a uh, sharp is a half man, half horse. Like, I mean, what are, does that make they, sense? Are they smart? I don't know. Um, I think there's probably some smart ones. There's probably some smart ones, some stupid ones. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they're um, half human, so they gotta have that. They gotta have something, but they're also mm-hmm. half horse. Exactly. Who knows? conundrum anyway uh, uh yeah no um when he uh when he reaches his hand over and he's right when and he's about to catch the date in his mouth and he's like, like so good yeah my god so so iconic wow. um yeah everyone wow. needs a friend like solo seriously all right man uh we going into crusade next yeah what's your rating for raiders though you know what so i think uh you did what i did you might have done with me or I did with you to uh, Temple of Doom. Before, it, I have written my notes, I gave it a 9 out of 10, mm. which is already good for me. Like, the, there yeah, are so really many good. movies that I love that are my favorite films that I give a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to have to give this a 9.5, bro. I, I, this movie is... Yeah. That's totally fair. I just love everything about it. Yeah. And I, I just love kind like like, just the fact that this movie exists as, like, a testament to, like, this is Steven Spielberg in the 80s, directing an adventure film and the film just feels so of its time yeah exactly it's it's a five out of five for me uh, it, it's perfect I, I love it 
But yeah, should we jump into Last Crusade? Uh, you let's do it. All right. For me, and I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. This is the quintessential Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Yeah. This is it. Dude. This is this is the one. Yeah. This is the one. It's got like. I think it has some of the best, like, themes and elements from the past two movies. Yeah. In, in this one. I think this film does everything perfect and I, I I think when you someone says Indiana Jones the vibe and just tone that you think of it, it's what comes from Last Crusade at least for me like just the the type of energy that it has it like that's what i think of when i think of indiana jones and i when i had like raiders as my number one i was associating the energy that had this film has to it and then from now re-watching it all i'm like oh no it's just the last crusade uh, what, what do you mean by that like what's just the last like that what like the energy the energy and like the the tone and just like the vibe of it and like it's that's what i associate with a perfect indiana jones movie is last i love that dude. me too me too yeah the cinematography the themes john williams score here i think is the best yet if someone asked me like and people have asked me like um like for the like the music of like which i think is what one i think is my favorite I've I've said Last Crusade. That's the answer I give. I mean, the Grail theme is just so beautiful, and like it's mysterious and hopeful. Yeah, and like pure and a little gritty. It's like I don't know how you can fit so many beautiful tones into a one theme. What is the the instrument where it's like when it goes na 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 na? I don't know. Is it like a like a is it a violin? Maybe. It, dude, it's such a beautiful theme. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's perfect. Um but yeah, this this one takes place 2 years post Raiders, mm-hmm. you know, 1938 now. Uh so that that's kind of interesting. He's just kind of been doing the same old same old just uh freaking teaching and then going on little adventures here and there like for the cross which by the cold opening adventure of this film with the flashback it's so fun it's such a fun cold open maybe i think this is probably my favorite cold open of all of them but not I, yeah, yeah like me too, i said me too. i think this is my favorite but i think raiders cold open adventure is better done it, like it's it's just from so a iconic. technical yeah t- standpoint, but I think this is my just favorite. personal favorite. I it's think just, this is my personal favorite too because it's just so fun and whimsical. You know, is yes. it's just a nice little origin story and it sets up the themes of the film perfectly. You know, and yeah, it's just it's great, man. It's um, dude from like the like at first when I was a kid and I watched it, I didn't know what was going on. Um. 
you know, but now, like, obviously having no, like, you know, he was in Boy Scouts. He snuck off to go see what some, some, uh, suspicious ass grave robbers were doing. He then goes down, steals their treasure, because, you know, of course it belongs in a museum. Of course. And then, you know, he just go like, the whole, like, circus train chase and, you know, like, just, like, every single, like, segment, like, car segment just kind of, I feel like, reveals, like, something about Indiana Jones. And, yeah. And that's, I mean, I just think that that's so cool that they did that much character development and you're like, oh, uh, like, in, like, like, ten minutes, you know? Exactly. And even the the original grave robber guy who like basically inspires Indy to be who he becomes, he's a freaking grave robber dude. Yeah. Fortune and glory was his deal. Exactly. He basically Indy becomes that guy in Temple of Doom, you know? And then realizes it's not like the best person to be. Yeah. Which again, it just like reiterates that character development so well. That's awesome. I, I couldn't agree more, man. That's that's a great point. Um, and that guy probably, like, especially from, like, when you see him put the hat on um, young Indiana Jones, um, like, yeah, I, I'm sure, like, he took a, a little bit out of it more just than from uh, out of that guy's book than just the hat, you know? Oh, definitely, you know? And who's to say, I, I would love to know more about what happened to that guy because I wonder if he in like how much of an impact Indy had on him like did he end up like sending him down a better path I wonder instead of like not just fortune and glory and like sending more of like a noble like vibe to his adventures and stuff like who knows you know okay but the thing about that is he was working for that they call him like the Panama hat guy yeah so and then you see like what a piece of shit that guy is later on oh yeah horrible um because so uh in 1937 between last crusade and raiders they show him on the boat and he's uh-huh. off the coast of where i forget he's off the coast of i just watched it last night and i don't remember damn um but yeah like he's like throw him over the side and you're just like no yeah um fun fact cross the coronado is the only artifact that indy gets to keep that's true he brings it all the way back to brody yeah and like actually gets to turn it in like good job indy where like yeah and the last time we see him bring something back is a couple of like pots and like pottery from raiders like that's what he gets brings back from the idol mission is just a little bit of pottery a couple terracotta ceramics yep yeah so that that is nice that he finally gets a little bit of a win and gets to <laughs> turn in something. And um, before we go uh, into the main chunk of the movie, uh, I just want to point out one more thing, that flashback scene. And we kind of touched on Indy's, like, academic intelligence in Raiders a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, first and foremost, like, you know, uh, Indy's not, a, you know, a brawling, you know, a- adventurer. He's he's a, a school teacher and an academic, yeah. And you know he's a damn good one. He's he, super sharp guy. Um, so I, I think it's important to mention, like you know, just like in Raiders when he's like you know it shows him like teaching his whole class. Um, and uh, like in this one, um, like in the flashback, we see when he goes into the house, um, and his dad's like you know, wait one minute. He's like, count to 10. He starts counting to 10. He's like, in Greek. Yeah. And without skipping a beat, Indy starts going, 
uh, Una Beta Serda Seda, and then I don't even remember yeah. the other. But he just jumps right in. He just jumps it. right into it. So obviously, a lot of that intelligence—well, not intelligence, but his his uh, education—has to do with his dad. Oh yeah. And even though you pretty much missed the boat on everything else as a father, obviously he he instilled that in him. So then when we see Indy in in Raiders, um, you know, both in the classroom and the meeting with the CIA mm-hmm. and his sheer like wealth of knowledge, um, and when he comes back. Um, and we see him, uh, like when he's going into office, his office and everyone's trying to, they're like, Dr. Jones, and everyone's trying to get a hold of him. Yeah. That just kind of shows like, not only he's in this guy sharp, but everyone knows it. And he's, he's admired for his academics. Exactly. And it's, I, to add to that point, I actually wrote this down in my notes is Uh that, um, during that scene, it's like everybody wants like his office hours yeah. and he's been gone on this adventure for the cross for however long. And the first day he's back, everyone just floods him, on him because he's like, I don't know when we're going to get another chance with this guy <laughs> because he's always in and out, Yeah, you know? And so they all flood him. And then I just love how he just doesn't give a shit and he just <laughs> neglects his responsibilities <laughs> and just crawls out the window. I love that. He's dude. just like, yeah, I know I have office hours and I have to help these students, but dude, I just, I just got back. I'm tired. I gotta go, man. Which and he is, just hops out the window. Which is great because it shows. Okay, this guy's like this guy's super sharp, super intellectual, but also he's human. He's human, like it, dude. He it, needs a break. It makes him so relatable, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, just have to reset the camera and stuff. What? Where did we leave off? I forget. Um. We were talking about his academics, how he, oh, how he's human and he still yeah, needs he, a break just, despite dipped, everything. He dipped from, uh, yeah, he dipped out of his college, and I like how we're kind of doing like a play, uh, like a play-by-play, or not necessarily like a play-by-play, but like a, a brief synopsis of like all the movies and kind of going like not yeah. not skipping around. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to get <clears throat> as much as we can. Um, for sure. Just a little disclaimer: uh, batteries are pretty much out in the camera, so. For the last, I don't know, quarter, third of the quarter, last quarter or last third of the show will probably be without a visual (laughs) and just audio, but that's fine. Um, But yeah, so, you know, he's human. He needs a break, as we were saying. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, he's. <clears throat> so uh you know after he's leaving the university um <clears throat> by the way uh, to be a like a college professor like because he's you know professor jones dr jones so he mm-hmm. has a doctorate right that's yeah just master's yeah yeah he has a doctorate i just think it's always so interesting that uh a brief brief little tangent mm-hmm. i just think it's so interesting that like indiana jones especially among like i've noticed like a lot of like <clears throat> like like just kind of like man's man type dads like like your dad yeah um like kind of like uh and uh my uh my great uncle was also like that uncle earl what's up um oh the camera died so oh okay <laughs> no one's gonna see you oh uncle gesture. earl i just gave you a thumbs up if you're watching this Hope you're doing well <laughs> yeah um but uh he kind of has this perception like just like that he's like this like muscular kind of like like beat him up like t- t- I don't know like 
talks with his fist type of guy. Um, and that's just from what I've heard growing up. Like, that's the perception of Indiana Jones. Like, it's not, like, a doctor. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's just what... <clears throat> that was my, my tangent. I, I just wanted to mention how, um, like, you know, he's he's a he's a doctor first. Yeah, he's he's an intellectual and an academic, you know. He... That that's him first before, like Nazi killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> you know? exactly. That's like not his like defining trait. That said, he sure does love killing some Nazis. But he does kill some Nazis pretty cool, pretty often. <clears throat> that's for sure. Anyway, um, he gets to uh, Walter Donovan's um, <clears throat> apartment. Which, by the way, always thought it was cool that the villain of this movie was a rich dude named Donovan. Uh, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I know a Donovan. <laughs> like, I, know I know one of those guys. Like, I'll try not to end up like that guy. <laughs> You've succeeded pretty well so far. Uh, I I think I'm pretty far, like pretty damn far from Walter Donovan. So thank you. <laughs> I would say so. So, um, Walter Donovan. So like, you know, thus far for our like protagonists, we've had or for antagonists, we've had you know Molaram and you know kind of like all those cultist dudes, mm-hmm. thuggies, which are you know flat out you know bad. Belloc, Indy already knows he hates Belloc. Mm-hmm. You know, Nazis, Indy hates Nazis. Walter Donovan, he actually, and I think this is the only antagonist of a movie where he actually has a really positive conversation. Donovan just comes off like as a really like nice, also academic. That's why I was mentioning him, like going in so in depth with how like smart and and like educated Indy is. Yeah, I mean, with Walter Donovan, you don't even he's a good guy. For like half of the film, exactly in our minds, yeah, we don't even. It's like a twist that he's like with the Nazis. I was, so, dude, I was so know? shocked when he like turned around in the chair and I was, I was like, oh, I was like, what's he doing there? I know, I was like, no, well, like I like you. Yeah, I was like, like why are you? Why do you have to do this? Because the, I think, and this is a great time to address this, like, and I think we kind of touched on this actually, but you know, the movie, like the film and the movie, and you know, obviously Steven Spielberg himself, it's it's shown that that. Like, intellectualism and education are appreciated, and they're good, um, kind of, like, like uh, honorable traits. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, you know, most people, most of the people who are, uh, like, who are, like, smart, with the um, obvious exception of Belloc, because his downfall is he was ignorant to how the Ark was going to destroy everyone yeah exactly everyone who's who's smart i feel like it shows like this is um when he's having the conversation with indy about like when he's like him and indy are like actually on the same page yeah um and i just love how like it kind of like subverts your expectations because you think like oh this guy's like he's educated like he's yeah he's in the know like he's not gonna be ignorant yeah and then you know it turns out he's ignorant (laughs) exactly yeah exactly <clears throat> don't it, it's like the old saying don't assume because it makes an ass out of me and you <laughs> and that's what all these villains do don't they judge a donovan shit. by his cover exactly exactly so um man and then yeah this movie uh <clears throat> it's i mean i want to say like it's not i think everything that it does it doesn't do anything necessarily that raiders and temple of doom didn't really have besides the dynamic with his dad i'm uh-huh. saying but every set piece is just i feel like it's just done the best 
that it has been done. Exactly. Like the Zeppelin scene is is great. The biplane scene. Fantastic. The tank scene. Also, the biplane scene was a lot <clears throat> shorter than I remember it being. Dude, when they I were was... in the biplane for like two minutes. Yeah, I remember that was I like the... oh, way bigger set piece. They made as a, a damn kid. Lego set out of it, bro. I which know. We both got. I think we bought. We bought that shit like oh, cameras off. We bought that shit like twice. Yeah. Because we both wanted more like like planes. We wanted a plane, we wanted, dude. Yeah. And I mean, a little tangent. Speaking on the uh, Lego sets, that I remember getting the the minecart Lego set for eighth grade graduation. Best Lego set I've ever had in my life. It was so sick. It was bro. so sick. It was so sick. Man, I remember you left it at my house, and then <clears throat> or you left some pieces at my house, and I built onto them and gave it back. Yeah. You. And you're like, oh, it's so sick. I know. Because it was, it was like so good. A, bigger, a bigger temple. Of it was even bigger. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. I Again, like you were saying, I think uh, they just, they do not really many new things with this film and what they do, but they just do it so much better. They do it so much one. better. They like take it, took those already near perfect things <clears throat> and just perfected it. So right now, I, I was going to say exactly. I want to focus on, <clears throat> so again, with the great character dynamics mm. we established. Marcus was in Raiders of the Lost Ark a little bit. That's why I didn't really mention him. Because yeah. he's kind of just there to show that, like, oh, him and Indy are good friends. Um, yeah, it was, like, maybe two minutes of screen time. <clears throat> three minutes uh, like of screen five time. Because he was, remember, he was present during the meeting with the CIA as well. Oh, right. I forgot he was. But, <laughs> he just didn't um, really say anything there. But he was there. He was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, re- pretty, I remember that. Um, but... I love that also, like, they go, they show, it's kind of like a, I don't know if you ever play the Uncharted games, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like a Nathan Drake and Sully dynamic, where, like, it's not quite like him and Sala, um, or him and Wuhan, uh-huh. where they're kind of like buddies. It's, yeah. I mean, they are, but it's also, like, he kind of has this, like, this, like, little bit extra respect for Marcus. He's like an uncle. He's like, like a, he's like an uncle. A really exactly. favorite, like loved uncle. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and Marcus just kind of adds like Because Marcus and his dad are were like dad best were friends. Best buddies. Yeah. Exactly. Um and Marcus kinda has like that like bumbling Englishman like type of vibe, but like yeah. he, he's just so much fun. Like I, I Marcus is so likable. Henry, I feel like. the pen is mightier than the sword. He's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and they do the little handshake that they do. Oh, God. It's going to make me cry of joy just thinking about it. Oh, They're bro, so cute. I, I love it. Dude, <laughs> it, it they are. I, I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, I think that's a perfect segue into mentioning, uh, you know, um, Indy and his father throughout the whole film. Just the most perfect dynamic. The, it's, I think out of all the movies... Um, as far as I mean, like you know, not like romantic or anything, but like Indy's like dynamic with any any person, like with his dad, is my favorite. Me too. It's, it's so good. It's so complex, and they really don't like. I feel like the only reason that you like his dad is because his dad's character is pretty fucking well written. Mm-hmm. Because his dad is obviously a dick, like, and we see that from the first scene. Where Indy swings in through the window, he smashes him over the head with the vase, and then, you know, Indy's obviously just concerned and he's happy to see his dad because he, you know, he went there searching for his dad. Yeah. And his dad's like, he's like, 
and he said something about he's like oh you know my my head and he's like oh i'll never forgive myself just being a sarcastic dick he's like yeah. bro you just hit him over the head he's more concerned with the breaking the vase with breaking than the is, vase hitting his almost breaking his son's head for real man <laughs> and you know it but it, it's effective it, it shows is. you that like you know there it it's gonna take a lot for these two to kind of bond mm-hmm. like it's not like nowadays it's so predictable man yeah you know you just like by the end you're like oh those two are gonna with well, his dad i just i wondered if it's like oh okay maybe his dad's just gonna die and that's you know it's just gonna be sad because he was always a dick to him you know? yeah you could easily see it going that way and that they just don't make up absolutely yeah, it was it felt very plausible absolutely. you know <clears throat> and um and what did I have in the my notes here? I, I had this. Uh, so when Indy and Marcus first meet Elsa uh-huh. on the docks, there's they tell you who she is right off the bat, that she's a bad person. She's a bad guy. How? How? Indy, they're walking um, down the canals and they're getting acquainted. And Indy basically like makes a joke with her flirting with her he he says that she's a fraulein and he makes like a like german accent joke and like calls her that and stuff and i was like you just told us who she is by because later all of these german dudes and nazis are calling her that so like it's almost like they kind of like gave it to you in a little easter egg like don't trust her we're Wait, having cause, cause he color. calls her for a line? yeah as a joke like he's just trying to like have banter and with did her and she, play with her did she like did she react like she normally? like just plays it off like yeah but it, i just like was like whoa they just told us right now that she's that's crazy nazi i will definitely look out for that next time i yeah <clears throat> next time i watch so um yeah that whole the whole se- the whole sequence in italy is is great from where they're like, and this, that's also a good time to mention. Like this movie is definitely the funniest out of all of them. Oh yeah. Easily. Dude. I, I just, I really love how, um, like when they're they, like the sense of humor that the movie has, it never undercuts any emotional moments, but when, uh, they're Indies bashing the little like post on the floor and the guy's stamping. Yeah. The, Oh, it's that yeah, that yeah. was always so funny that, to me as a really, kid. Yeah. That was like one of my favorites. I was like, Oh, I can't wait for them to do that stamp <laughs> bit. Because it's it's so clever. I can't wait for that stamp bit. <laughs> you know? I love that. And that whole library scene, I mean, it's like probably the easiest puzzle you could possibly have. The like Roman numeral thing. And we'll like Roman numerals. And there's the I mean, it's a giant X on the floor. Like you're gonna spot it like as soon as you walk in the door. So it's like the easiest <clears throat> riddle to f- solve. But the way Spielberg directs them figuring it out, it's so, like, tense. And you see, once Indy figures it out, he climbs the spiral staircase and the camera slowly pans up the staircase, going over his shoulder, the balcony, revealing to us that the X is on the floor. Huge. Like, it's such a huge reveal, even though it's, like, not really shouldn't be a huge reel because it's just a giant x on the floor and it's like the easiest thing to figure out but it's like that's moment is that's like that just shows like how incredible spielberg is and how incredible the whole team was to just like give us that grand and exciting of a sequence out of something so 
easy and simple, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just that whole sequence also, <clears throat> um, I, I just think, like, it's, like, cool to see um, kind of, like, Indy, like, get right in his element. Oh, um, yeah. Like, like you know, kind of, like, right away he's, like, going to work, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> especially, like, so they get down to the catacombs, um, and uh, I, I actually, this was a scene that I, I thought was interesting for a couple reasons. Um, <clears throat> so, firstly, uh, Indy is obviously, like you mentioned, the grave robbing earlier, which was a funny, like, I thought it was funny that you mentioned that, because I completely agree but it showed like when he puts the little piece of parchment down on the uh, the, the the piece of stone, and mm-hmm. he has the rubbing tool, like that's like that's like a very common uh, thing that uh, grave robbers in like the twenties and thirties had. Oh yeah. So it obviously shows like yeah, Indy is experienced with that part yeah. especially too. Like he's he, he knows how to raid a tomb. Oh yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Which is something we see even more of in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when he definitely raids a tomb <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know exactly. it's like it's not I, it is also it's kind of a running joke how often he's called a grave robber in almost every movie and then he denies it and then we see him most literally robbing graves <laughs> you know like that's been a big part in pretty much every single movie is him robbing a grave i know so yeah and he's, he's a pro at it yeah um and then <clears throat> uh um, it's just, like, kind of interesting, like, also, I mean, I don't know if it should necessarily be a red flag, because Indy didn't really have any way of knowing that Elsa was, like, working with the Nazis, or a Nazi. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth between whether she was working with them, or she's... It is kind of it, unclear. It's pretty, it, like, it's pretty ambiguous, I feel yeah. like. Um, but, <clears throat> like, just the fact that, like, you know, he just kind of kind of met this like lady. You know, was pretty much like a liaison, like for her dad, or was mm-hmm. working with her dad. Yeah. Or I mean, his dad. Um, and she's just as like goes right down to the tomb with him and starts like you know waiting around and like she doesn't like like think it's weird when he grabs the torch or anything. Yeah. Um, and like starts like you know kind of MacGyvering that. Because, obviously, she's, like, done that sort of stuff. Like, she's gotten her hands dirty before, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I don't know. I just wonder if, like, that would have been, like, a red flag. Like, Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I, maybe he just assumed that and, like, didn't see any red flags with that because he just assumed since she was working with his dad and, like, kind of, do, done this kind of thing that it, she wouldn't be too bothered by that. Gotcha. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's hard to say. <clears throat> Man, the speedboat chase scene is, I, I love that so much. Um, Again, great Lego set. Yeah, oh, dude. I, the boats. <laughs> it's so good. And like the boat, like you'd push on the boat and the back half would like pop off. Yeah. 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 I yeah. just told Faith about how much we loved playing with the, that set when we were watching it last night and I was like, Oh, the boats. I was kind of drunk at the time too. And I was like, Oh, it's the speed boats. Like, the speed boats. That was such a great Lego set. Oh my God. It was so fun. I miss that. You know? And did, did she know what you were talking about? Yeah. I explained to her. Oh. I was like, yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, 
Oh, uh, it was just, they made a Lego set out of like the scene, the and scene. it was the best thing ever. Oh, my God. Um, what was uh, Faith's favorite movie? I think she said that she likes The Last Crusade the best. Oh, really? Okay. I think so. Yeah, Victoria said um, she, uh, like, it wasn't really any contest for her, it seemed like, because she was, like, every time after I asked her, every, each of the movies, she said Temple of Doom. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, dude. Um, oh, also, yeah, this... Sorry, real quick uh-huh. about the speedboats they seen. Um, were you gonna talk about the speedboats more? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead then. I I well, thought then, you were gonna drift off, change the top part. No, no, no. You you mentioned your thing first. Okay. Um, <laughs> just that the people who are chasing them and fighting them. That, I mean, they're we think they're bad guys in the moment, mm-hmm. but then we realize they're like actually homies. They're and, actually yeah, and they're protecting the grail and stuff. And then, like, once that's miscommunication set out, like, they stop trying to kill each other. Yeah. But, like, is there no remorse or, like, regret for killing, like, three of those dudes in the speedboat chase? That's so interesting you say that. <laughs> because they were homies. We actually talked about that scene, um, like, because I, I watched that one with my whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually talked about that. And I, because uh, someone else said that. And I was like, he's like, oh, well, he killed three of them. And I was like, no, no, no. He punched the one guy off the boat, mm-hmm. okay, and then the rest, the and that guy, you know, was probably fine. Yeah. Um, besides getting a mouthful of Venice Canal water, yeah. which sucks. Ugh. Um, ugh. But uh, then the the other three guys who died, um, they that was just because Indy and Elsa like had that mes- miscommunication, which I actually and- commented because she thought he said. Uh, go between them and he actually said go around uh-huh. the boats like the two boats that were like closing yeah. in on each other i but i still think it was funny that like elsa it's like why did she like follow his advice and be like no i'm not gonna do that yeah just, there like, was no common idiot. sense there so yeah no common sense at all she's like oh i just i'm just gonna follow his advice which doesn't obviously i, I don't know maybe she's just not street smart like that i don't know um so they nearly make it through. She is a Nazi. She is a Nazi, exactly. So, so that's just obviously already lack of yeah, intelligence there. Exactly. Um, but uh, so then the other guys, for some reason, decide to follow them. <laughs> so I entirely uh, put that on whoever was actually, driving the boat. Yeah, I didn't even realize that, but you're completely right. That that's they didn't. That's. That's the driver's fault. That's the, com- that, that's that's the driver's his, complete fault. Whoever was driving that boat, it, he's to blame for them all dying. No, for real, for real, for real. Because if Elsa, it's a, it's we can forgive Elsa not thinking and about like how it's not a good idea to go between them because you know she's a Nazi. Yeah. And you know they don't have the best ideas. For real. But these guys are like chilling, like they should know better. That's that's what I'm saying. They're then. guardians of a holy relic. They should be able to perceive maybe I shouldn't drive through these two boats that are closing. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know. So yeah, you're right. That's their own fault. I, I'm glad I I'm glad we talked about that cuz that cleared everything up for me. Cuz I was like really he, concerned for a while. I mean, Indy may love killing Nazis, but he's not, you know, he's not he's not just like like I said, he's not first to like talk with his fists. Like, but you know, like he said, he asked the guy, he's like, "Why are you trying to kill us?" Yeah. Um, so after that is one of my next favorite sequences of the film. They go to that, uh, the Nazi castle, which Mm, I think is so like, that was so well done because you know, the last time we saw the Nazis, 
they were just kind of like taking over stuff and like you know they they just kind of showed up that they like little tent in 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 Cairo in the desert. Yeah, and, this you know, is much closer to this is like this is much closer like to middle the, of the war exactly. at this point. You know, like they went into the belly of the beast. Yeah, world. they're way deeper in. So, like you just like, like this is and this is one of my favorite scenes. Like primarily because like and you know that's like the fire like part where they're tied up is is fun. You know that and it's scene. great comedy. It, and it's great comedy, of course. Two talks in a sleep. Didn't Indy look like disturbed like after? Dude, I was disturbed yeah, too. I was like, Dude. It's not. You should not have. That's not something you want to share with your father. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was. But, I mean, I don't think that they're, like, that they were, like, or that Indy was necessarily, like, proud of it. No, he definitely wasn't. Yeah. I mean, Henry Jones Sr. didn't seem to mind that much, unfortunately. That's, yeah, he seemed to, like... <laughs> He's made a lot of jokes about like, it. Yeah, no, he was just, he didn't really give a shit. No. Um, yeah, no, I love the comedy with Indy and his dad, bro. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> definitely. Uh... But, um, also, this is a great showcase for, uh, just, um, kind of the amazing set pieces that we see throughout these three movies. Yeah. Um, I really love, like, this, this whole castle is, like, decked out with, like, secret passageways and, like, you know, the revolving fireplace, um... It's just got you know all all sorts of all sorts of stuff, but yeah no the the comedy with Indy and his dad is, is primarily what I I love about this this scene, hmm. um, is because uh, just like when they're tied up and Indy drops the lighter and he's like his dad's you know like blowing on it which was kind of stupid, um, yeah I, I don't know, I don't know yeah, why he was I know that's okay they really like I think it's just part of his character that. Uh, Henry Sr. is obviously, like, he's academic for sure. He's a smart guy. But mm-hmm. he's not really street smart. Yeah, definitely uh, yeah, not. Yeah. He's he's way too academic. From when he he's blowing on the flame, he shreds the tail fin of the, the plane when they escape the blimp. Yeah. Um. I mean... Yeah, man, we could go over like every we could like the the Zeppelin scene where Indy punches the guy out and you get the iconic no ticket. Yeah, and then you have a great heartfelt conversation between Indy and his dad yeah. about their child his childhood and stuff. You know when he says uh, I I respected your time and you know taught you self reliance and that's what obviously what he thought he was doing. He thought yeah. he was giving him independence. Yeah. And Andy was like, no, dude, you were just showing me that you know all these people who were dead for you know thousands of years were more or hundreds of years were more important to you than your son yeah exactly and yeah and it and it just delivers so much um like context in like very few lines oh yeah definitely and then it's just such a human moment when henry asks him well i'm here let's talk you know what do you want to talk about yeah and then andy just like laughs and squirms in his like awkwardness because he just doesn't know what to say and he's just like i don't know and he's like well then what are we wasting time for let's get to work and just like it's just such a nice moment i love it yeah yeah yeah. you know definitely and and that's why like i i love that they don't really pull any punches and showing like that his dad was pretty much like a dick yeah growing up because 
little moments like that, and what we'll when we discuss the the tank scene later on in a sec here, you know, we get another one of those which you know is is even is even better. And yeah, man, definitely makes you tear up. Oh God, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, dude. So let's see, because this movie has so many different like set like uh, I, I feel like like the the pacing is a little bit more uh, like um constant or consistent in yeah. um raiders but in last crusade there's so like you know we get the motorcycle chase scene man we get uh you know we're like that's a great scene um <laughs> there's that great <clears throat> moment in that scene when indy uh throws the spike in the nazi's bike and he like blows up oh yeah and then he laughs and looks at his dad and he's just like dude what the hell <laughs> like why are you enjoying this i didn't even pick up on that and then it's and he just like awkwardly just like straight face start looks back on the road and it's like that's such a good moment dude that was great i love <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't even love killing that Nazi. I didn't even appreciate that. Like, <laughs> so I didn't even notice that. But yeah, no, it just you know, again with consistency with his character, dude just loves killing Nazis, especially when he has the javelin. He mm-hmm. like he like jousts that one Nazi off the bike. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. When he like smiles and he like he looks back and he's like all proud of himself. Yeah. Great touch. And they stop. Um. At uh, another great moment between him and his dad. They stop and they have the argument at the uh, the crossroads. Yeah. Um. And he, one of my favorite scenes is when he's like, he's like, Jesus Christ! And his dad like, oh, yeah, his dad slaps him. And he's like, That's, That's for blasphemy. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um. And uh, yeah, because obviously his dad's like a hardcore Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. That's so funny. Uh. Um. The, I wanted to talk about like actually see your feelings um so the nazi book burning rally Mm -hmm. is obviously like you know that's a a pretty hardcore scene just because like as you said you're going you know into the lion's den yeah um and just like I, i don't know and then so when he has a conversation with elsa there and he's like um, you know, he, he's pissed at her cause she straight up betrayed him back at the castle. Yeah. Um, she and slept with his dad. She slept with his dad. And like, there's a lot yeah, to she, be upset. She, with her yeah. For. Um, and she says, I gr- believe in the grail, not the swastika. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think that that's actually true? Cause I, I, I did. I think that she's a full on Nazi. Like, I don't care yeah. if she's like crying about like the books being burned. Like she's com- not just complacent. She's participating. Yeah, no, I think I think she is a full-blown Nazi and I think her crying at the book burning has nothing to do with the fact of her not being a Nazi. It just has to do with the fact that she's into a intellectual and academic and just doesn't like seeing knowledge being burnt like that. But I think she's for sure a full-on Nazi and I think when she's crying to Indy trying to and said that I believe in the grail and not the swastika. I think that's her just trying to manipulate him, basically. Definitely. And just Be- trying to get the, the grail diary from him again. Elsa's a... You know? yeah, absolutely. Elsa's a great character, and, you know, like, I think she's, like, played really well. But, like, she... Like, she doesn't really have, like, any redeeming qualities about her 
along the way because we realized, you know, later on all of that's a ruse. Yeah. And then when, you know, the Nazis, you know, at the end of the movie, um, like, n- not to jump ahead, but, you know, just, like, when, you know, every, everyone kind of, all the other threats are eliminated, she still is, like, just, you know, single-minded about, you know, I, I guess, her fortune and glory. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like... Yeah, she's just she still has that selfish motive. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, so well, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was she yeah. was she a diehard Hitler fanatic? Probably not, but obviously that wasn't a deal breaker, which is just as bad to me. And I see her as a full on villain of the movie. Yeah, like, no, I don't she's think... she's a straight up villain for yeah, sure. For sure, I definitely saw that. And she she used she used uh, Doctor Jones um, for a quickie, you know. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Both of them, you mean? Because they slept with both of them. Yeah, she's just getting what. She, I mean, you know, that's something like uh, that people like get would get on James Bond for doing. Like, you know, j- horny bastard. Just use. She literally just used both of the Jones boys for for sex, right? Well, maybe it could, she did it for manipulation. Maybe she slept with Indy in order to let his guard down so she can earn more trust oh, definitely. and then take advantage of that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and probably more did to the our same point for Henry. About, oh, for sure, for sure. You know. More to our point about why she's, you know. She's just a villain, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. She's the she's I I would say she's probably even more of a villain than Walter Donovan was. That's a good point, man. If you remember like I don't even think he would have ended up like he had no beef with Indy, like really. No, like, not at all. Back at the castle when they were tied up, you know, uh, when we it, we see that you know it's Donovan, he turns over and he, he like or turns around and he's like you know he's like oh, you didn't follow my advice. He's like yeah. I told you not to trust anyone, dude. He tried to it, help him out and he, give him that advice. He he told him he warned him. Um, it's Indy's fault for being too trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, know? absolutely. Um, yeah, and again, I was shocked, really shocked at the reveal. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. Hundred um, percent. One thing I had in my notes. Uh, this jumping forward a little bit mm. to when they're in the desert now, and um, there's the tank and everything, and Indy is looking down at them with the binoculars, and they see the shine, and they blow up Sala's car, and then he's like, "That was my brother-in-law's car," <laughs> yeah. and then later. Like, five minutes later when they go to get horses and Indy tells him not to get any camels, just a horse. And he comes back with five horse camels. He's like, I said no camels. That's five camels. Can't you count? <laughs> and then he... But my favorite thing about it is that Sala got the five camels to give to his brother-in-law as compensation <laughs> for his car getting blown up. Yeah. Because he was like, it's compensation for my brother-in-law's car. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Dude, that... I don't know why we haven't mentioned uh, Sala so far, but, um, dude, I love the Sala scenes, um, again, because it's, like, you know, Sala's a, a lovable guy, but also he's, you know, quick on his feet. When yeah. the German guy's trying to cost them in uh, the city of Eskendron, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, run, and, and, and Marcus wasn't getting it, and he's like, when he holds up the paper, and he's like, morning edition, I just, the papers, uh, yeah, I just finished reading it myself, and he punches the guy in the Run. face. <laughs> yeah. He just socks the guy. That's uh, great. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Just, 
yeah, all the side characters, or the supporting characters, I should say, you know, Marcus in this movie, I love how he's more prominent, and he just kind of hangs out and gets into the the, the the brunt of, you know, the, the tank battle and, you know, everything, man. Um, just, like, the feel of this movie, I, like, the tone, I'm enjoying it all the way through. Like, it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just having a great time. Yeah, it's... It's perfect, man. It's got, you know, it, comedy and, like, heart and entertainment, like, perfectly balanced. Good old-fashioned Nazi killing. Good old-fashioned Nazi killing. Dude, the tank scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in, like, any movie. Like, I was ever. I was just going so to get to that. I'm so excited to talk about the tank scene. I put in my notes. I'll read it okay. because I think it will get a kick. Okay. I put... And mind you, I was drunk when I wrote, was watching this and I was writing these notes down. Uh-huh. I said, take sequence, arguably best action set piece in the whole series, LOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. That and the minecart chase are, mm-hmm. are amazing. But the tank is just, it just stands out for me a little bit more because of like the emotional stakes with, like as it gets mm-hmm. more and more towards this cliff. Ending There's off the emotional stakes. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's so insanely tense because, like you said, the longer it goes on, just the more dangerous it gets, you know? And there's that point where, like, Indy's hanging off the edge and he's getting, like, pushed into the cliff and all the rubble's hanging down on him. He's about to be slammed into a wall and then he gets back up. And then when it goes off the cliff, you think he died. And it's like... It's, it's such, such an emotional roller coaster, dude. It's so... My jaw was on the floor the entire time. I was just like, dude, this is insane how riveting and well done the sequence is. It, Absolutely. And it's like, it's crazy how impressive it is and how good it is. Because it's <clears throat> technically a very slow battle. Because yeah, it's the, on the a tank. The tank is moving like... 15 miles an hour. It's not very fast, yeah. but it feels fast. It and feels it like feels it's so insane. It, the pacing on that is perfect, dude. Yeah. Um, I, and I also really love how it, you know, shows the brutality of the Nazis. And then you kind of feel like very vindicated when Indy just starts killing them all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, so they're using that, um, it, and it stuck out to me too, because someone from my I think my aunt mentioned it and she's like, Oh my God. They're using the uh, Turkish army. They're working with them. They accidentally, you know, Indy turns them around. They end up crashing into that car that they're in, and they just roll over, or blow them off, and roll, crumple right over them. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, geez, like they are just don't care. They don't care. They, you know, they kill uh, Chasm, the the Grail, one of the, the lead Grail yeah. Knight guy, or the Grail uh, protector. That definitely made me sad. That made me sad. That. He's, you know, uh, he's like, who is he? And they pull, pull a shirt down. It's like, oh. It's like, dang it, dude. It's like, damn. Um, and, uh, but, dude, the scene with, um, like, all of the, the tense moments. Oh, yeah, no, I was saying before I get into that, um, about all the Nazi killing when he shoots the bullet and it goes through all three guys at, like, once. Oh, yeah, he, that was cool. That, that was great. He, then, um, uh, Henry Jones uh, sees the opportunity to uh, blow up that whole truck next to them. That was oh, amazing. Sick. Oh my god. Um, 
But, uh, dude, the, the brutality of that, uh, the Colonel Vogel dude. Oh, my God. Like, that just kind of made my, my stomach turn, like, when, um, when Indy's hanging on the side and the dude just gets the shovel, he, like, smiles, like, down at him and just starts smacking his fingers. Oh, dude, I felt it. I, like, I felt that. I was like, oh. That's so gnarly. That was, for me, I feel like in all three of the movies, um, that was the most tense fight for me. And yeah. I, 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 you know, the, the fight with the, um, the big German dude on the V wing and Raiders is up there. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's close. Great. That's, that's close. pretty close. That's definitely close. And with the big, uh, head slave driver dude and mm-hmm. Raiders before he gets crushed. Yep. Or, I mean, in uh, Temple of Doom. You know, in th- that whole fight sequence, it was all a stunt dude. Not it was the Harrison, same guy. Yeah. Harrison Ford. No, not oh, that, that guy. Was, oh, um, well that was the same guy who played both of those guys too. By the way. Yeah. Yeah, I knew about that one, okay. but um. But wait, that was that was his stunt guy. I thought Harrison Ford did all his own stunts. He was injured for like a week. Oh, his back, right? Yeah, he hurt his back, and so, but they couldn't stop production, so they shot that whole fight sequence with his stunt double. So if you look, you don't see his face. There's like four close-ups that Harrison did for like four quick shots, and then other than that, it's all. F- just Indy's back you never see like him or you see it and he's like really far away or like his face is in the shadow so you can't see who it is and stuff that's crazy yeah I heard that like a week before I I rewatched and I when I went back I was looked out for I was like oh my god you you really can't tell like that's not Harrison Ford there but like it blends in so perfectly huh Okay. Yeah. Next time you oh. watch it, just keep an eye out for how little you see his face. I I will definitely pay attention to that. And, but, and yeah, you knew that was the same guy for both of those fights, right? Like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that was uh, yeah, both of those fights are are great, but yeah, dude, the the one with the, when he's fighting Vogel on the tank, it's it's a lot more like. Like, you just feel, like, like angry, dude. Like, you're just, like, beat the shit. He's, like, smashing his face on the, the lid of the tank. Um, and then finally, like, Indy gets the upper hand. Um, his dad almost falls off the, the tank, and he, like, has to whip him. And he's like, son, yeah. get dad. And he's like, dad of Indy, come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that scene. Um, but, yeah, dude. And then, uh, Man, when you see Indy's hat fly off and the tank go over the edge and Vogel's body just get ragdolled Dude. across, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah, that whole scene, and then yeah, that definitely made me that made me tear up when his dad thinks he's dead. Oh, dude, and he, yeah, and he's like how he basically is just like I didn't even get to ever say anything. Like five minutes would have been enough. Oh yeah, and then it's I just know. like. Man, I dude, like you had, you had that five minutes on the Zeppelin, mm-hmm. but instead of when Indy said that he didn't know what to say, instead of just like, then you trying to start a conversation, he, he just it. jumped right back into the grill, yeah. you know? And so like, you, man, you, yeah, you feel that regret and it, it, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's painful. For sure. And you have two of Indy's closest friends there too. Yeah. Um, Basically even... like best friend. And his like uncle figure. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's just like man, dude. It it hurts. And just like like uh, there's a scene, I don't know if you caught it, but there is a scene, I think I wrote it down in my notes, where um they're all three standing and you see like obviously uh, you know, Henry Senior's regret, like hurt. 
but you see like Solo, like he takes his fez off and he puts it against his heart and his like lip starts to quiver. And I was just like, yeah. I was just like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, Sala, like, oh, no. Man. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, no. no he's he's going to crawl up right now. Yeah, yeah, I was like, don't worry, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, that, that that made me so happy. He crawls up the hill and his dad yeah. gives him a big hug. And he's like, I thought I lost you, boy. And I was like, Ugh, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That was, it was beautiful. Man. Um, so then, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just, uh, God, we, we've been talking about this for uh, i mean it's okay I'm, I'm glad we're going over. this is such a great movie there's so much to unpack, yeah. dude I, I don't want to miss anything exactly um the and the grail temple set piece is is like also like so tense so like so perfect i i i thought you know i agree it's i mean like all three of the the trials are yeah they're all very clever and very well done and it's very tense and the moment when we're fine, we're in the grail room and you know, we have the crazy scene of Walter just melting away into a skeleton. So just good, dude. Epic. I want to take that cause we didn't even really address it in, um, Raiders, but the effects of like the eighties, man. So good. They were so good. Whatever Steven Spielberg was doing, Dude, from in the Grail ceremony when uh, Arnold Tote's uh, face is just melting and just like dripping, you know, sloughing off his face. Yeah. Belloc explodes. The other Nazis guy, you know, his head shrinks. Then you know, and this when Walter Donovan turned like he ages nine hundred years in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I loved that so much, and it. J- did that give you like nightmares? Like that yes, was that I feel was like horrific. that was as horrifying as most as anything in Temple of Doom. Definitely. That yeah. Cuz that, that was like an actual like night. person. Yeah. That like was just there and then he ages and then he gets really old and then he turns into a zombie and then he turns into a like a you know this like this like ghoulish like 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 crusty like figure and then he just his bones just fall into dust and he falls against the wall and all that's left of him is like dust blowing in the wind yeah seriously i think that's a, a beautiful scene though i love that yeah it was great it was and so then fun. the whole sequence after indy um picks the right grail and brings it to you've chosen wisely, you've chosen wisely. <laughs> but he brings the grail light. he's so good um he was a, by the way that dude was alive for 900 years. I, I don't want any disbelief that people have. Um, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, everything that happened in the movies is, is kind of, like, kind of out there. But um, I, I think that, like, this is, like, one of, like, in the original trilogy, anyway, yeah. probably the most, like, like crazy thing. That, oh, that definitely. There's just some 900-year-old dude in there yeah. sustaining himself by drinking holy water. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's definitely probably the most outlandish thing about the, tri- the first trilogy. The first trilogy. Um, but yeah, and then he brings back the water and uh, saves Henry, and then uh, Elsa shows her true Nazism again and takes the Grail beyond the seal, which you're not supposed to do. Big old no-no. Uh, That's not the right thing. And then the whole place starts coming down, and then she falls into the big crack. And tries to reach for the grail, but can't. And chooses her selfishness and uh, fortune and glory desires. And decides to go for it. And then dies. 
and then Indy falls down, and he's in the same position, and he's, his old fortune glory ways comes back for a moment, yep. and he wants it. Just he wants it. And it takes his father finally recognizing his desires and his true self and calls him Indiana and tells him to let it go. And then you hear that beautiful John Williams music music swell swell in and then the tears start forming and then Indy throws up his other hand and then gets pulled up and then they run off. The, The Grail Knight gives them a wave and then they run out of there and then, yeah. Right off into the sunset, they man. Right off into the sunset. I mean, such a great ending. Such a beautiful. I love that so much. Um. Yeah, dude. Uh. I I did want to mention. I, I think it's like um. Like when uh, <clears throat> he was trying to get Elsa to give her a hand, and she's like, oh, "I can almost reach it." And then you know she ends up falling to her death. Um. I remember. I just want to point this out because it's just a funny moment. I remember from like my um. It was my my second or third time watching Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, I went over to um, who was uh, my uh, best friend or my mom's best friend's uh, house, uh, Dee Dee, mm-hmm. and her husband is my current boss uh, at the Grove, Sean. Mm. Sean was hanging out for like the last couple minutes, like watching that scene. You know, we watched the like last seven minutes of the movie with me, and when it was over. I, I asked him, I was like, do you think Elsa, you know, mind you, I was like nine. Yeah. I was like, uh, do you think Elsa was like a good guy or a bad guy? And he thought about it for a second, and because the same thing we were talking about. Um, and he like, you know, he, he gave it some thought and he's like, you know, I, 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 I think she was a bad one. <laughs> and I, I was just like, I was like, I was like, really? I was like, oh, like, but, dang it. I, I was like, oh, but she, I, I said like I said like oh but she's like I was like she's she's so cute or something like that <laughs> and like he like laughed and like he's like oh, he's like all right he's like he's like don't he's like don't be fooled and like he like <laughs> left and I just thought that was funny um or no I was like I was like she's so pretty though <laughs> um but yeah so no I just thought that was funny uh, so yeah Sean agrees with us nice my boss agrees That's nice. um anyway uh yeah do you want to rate this one. Uh, yeah, easy five out of five. Easy ten out of ten. Yeah, Th- like, this this movie was actually definitely my favorite of the, well of you know all of them besides the new one. So all four of the, the four movies before yeah. Dial Destiny, um, for probably up up until very recently. Okay. But it's 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 it, dude, it's perfect. It's a masterpiece. I, I love it. I completely. I love agree. everything about this movie. Yeah, I. 100% agree with you. And I think also like as far as all th- like all of the wait, is that true? Yeah, I would say out of all of the the crews and and like, you know, teams and friends that Indy has in all of the movie in all the movies. Um I mean, in Raiders is not really a contest cuz it's just him and Marion, so I don't yeah. know if I didn't count that. But mm-hmm. when he just brings like some people along with him, I feel like this group of his dad, Marcus, and Sala is just like my favorite dynamic because oh, they me all kind of know each other. Yeah, and like, um, they're all, like, they all are kind of there for their like mutual like, like adoration of or like involvement of in Indy's life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I love I love that. I agree, so that's, man. All right. All right. So, welcome back, Donovan. We uh just took a like a hour break of recording to get a breather 
Donovan got his girlfriend, had a little bit of food. Gave you some time to to consider uh, consider the, these last two films. Yeah, these are the the big ones. I feel the like big ones to consider. Yeah, everyone's. I feel like everyone has a there's a like different opinion on these these other two. Oh yeah, exactly. These ones are where anything can really happen when discussing. Um, because I feel I like I don't know what Jake's gonna say right now. I I don't know. I feel like for the last three, it's like I kind of knew what we were gonna talk. We were gonna say just fuck, it was all just love all all of these motion pictures. Yeah, they were just masterpieces, and like we've shared love for them for years. So it's like, yeah, I I know your opinion, but on these two, we've never really we've never really talked that much about Crystal Skull. And I know. Yeah. We haven't said a single thing to each other about Dial of Destiny. I have no yet. clue. What, yeah. We haven't I'm, said a single word except we sent we told each other when we were going and then that was it all right let's, so let, let's uh let's get into it all right kingdom of the crystal skull how, I, how do we start well i'll start by saying this one i didn't get to fully watch unfortunately what i got to i started you get to? i started it this morning and I got to, I got like an hour and eight minutes in, and it was right when they were in the camp in Peru, and Indy was getting the, he just finished getting the like mind wash shit with the, the skull, and then he was talking to Oxley outside and was like giving him the paper to draw what he was seeing and whatnot. Oh, so you didn't even get And to then like I the didn't get a finish. Oh, well, I didn't get to see all of the the really controversial stuff of the film, which is the part I wanted to see the most, but what's okay. Um, well then, then should we hold off on this one and just do dial destiny? No, I, I have a pretty good memory of what happened and all right. I saw okay. from what I saw for the first half, I got a lot to say. Okay. It. Okay. Okay. First things first. For the first hour of this movie, I was having so much fun. Okay, I'm so glad to hear that. Like, wow. I went in with such low expectations. I was like, all right, here we go. Time to cross this one, this last one off the list. I just want it to be over. And as soon as I st- it started, I was like... Dude, this is so fun. I don't want this to stop. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I was like really surprised. A lot of fun to be had. It was a lot of fun. It was the the 50s setting was really, really fun. And it it breathed some new life into the film. Definitely. Um, With all the the 50s cars, the 50s diner, the greasers, mm -hmm. the, the college letterman kids, the red scare being so prominent at that time. It was it was really a good time. Like a lot of the stuff at Area Fifty One was that shit way, was so fifties too. Yeah, and it was it was really fun. Like seeing Indy run around this the warehouse, like he was swinging on the lamps and crashing through the cars. Like it was he it was so energetic and fun and just whimsical. Um, I was telling Tori, like, um, I was like, you know, this is, like, this version of Indiana Jones I really like. Because we had just seen Dial of Destiny. And I was like, so, like, you know, he's not too old to where 
he can't really do all this, you know, jumping around and whip swinging and, and, you know, all that. But um, he's kind of, he's he's more seasoned. He's mm-hmm. kind of more like, like he's, he's like, he's still Indiana Jones, but he's like, has all of these like MacGyver type, like, yeah. like skills that you can tell he's just learned over years and years. Yeah, you can like, definitely he's, tell he, he's, he's well a, seasoned here. And that's why I love the Area 51 scene so much. Um, and I'm not talking like yeah, you can take that into include like uh, Nuketown and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I really love the I guess you as you called it like the cold open. Yeah. Just because um, it just like it shows you in like 15 minutes, Indiana Jones. He's first of all he still got it. He still got it, dude. And also he's like he's become like so like he's become like a master mm-hmm. at, at like just uh, when he's trying to figure out like the case he's like okay like where the the box is he's like this is highly magnetized he's like give me some like shotgun shells yeah and he's like doing he's like throwing the powder and he's he's like he's like i i need uh what does he say ah ah it's so cold brain freeze Mm. just when he's when he's doing all that shit i was Mm. i was thoroughly entertained did you bite it with your back teeth? My front teeth. Oh. I'm having a popsicle right now because uh, you can't see anymore because the camera is dead. But having popsicle and I bit down and God, my tooth was so sensitive. Whoops. Huh. Um. What did you ask? Oh, he yeah, he was like, I need a, a bullet um, powder. He said gun, gun powder. powder. Yeah. Gun powder. Gun powder. Because it was magnetized, or the box was the magnetized, or whatever. The contents of this crate are highly magnetized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... And I, dude, I, Indiana Jones is just such a smartass. Oh, and, yeah. Like, and that's another trait that I feel like is really um, brought out in, in this movie. Like, he, he's the most kind of, like, jokey, like, kind of, like, goofy gramps. You know that that I feel like we get in the whole series. Oh yeah, like when he's clowning around with um, Mutt Williams, or uh, um, when he like, but more specifically when he's at Area Fifty One, and um, he goes up to uh, the 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 main uh, Russian colonel guy. Oh yeah, and he's just like. He's like, I said, drop dead, comrade. <laughs> and then, like, he, he goes to just... And he knows that he's going to get, like, his ass kicked. Yeah. But he doesn't care. But he might as well have fun with it. I love that. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely love uh, the version of indie we get this film. Oh, me too. And I love how it mirrors uh, Raiders and Last Crusade, where you have the cold open uh, adventure, and then... We come back into kind of break into the main story of the film by him teaching in his class, and it's the same classroom in all three films, and it gets interrupted by the dean. Mm-hmm. Originally Marcus for the first two, now Charlie, R.I.P. Marcus. I know, rest in peace, and Marcus. Quick note about that. I love how they uh, honored Marcus by having the, the Russian a, car yeah. drive into uh, Marcus's statue, and his statue fucking crushes his nuts. Yeah. I, I loved in that moment that... His head falls off. 
mutt laughs. Yeah, and Indy's all Indy. Indy doesn't yeah, think it was because just he's like, like that was my that's like my uncle, dude. Like, that's like my buddy. He's like you're dead. I pointed that out to Tori too. I was, yeah. I was like I was like the mutt thinks that's funny, and Indy's not having it. Just like when in Last Crusade. Exactly. And when uh, Henry was not amused with Indy's pleasure of killing Nazis. I just thought that, yeah, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, dude, uh, I mean, 50s uh, backdrop is r- really does it, really prominent. Um, I I love that, uh, you know, they're kind of going with the times. And, you know, in, in the 50s, the Russians were a huge threat. Mm-hmm. And... I think they're definitely a great evolution from the Nazis. Def- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dug the whole motorcycle chasing through the college. Yeah, that was That's, that was one of my favorite scenes. And the fact that it's all practical and everything too, it it's just so fun and it be looks a good great. Archaeologist, and you gotta get out of the library. I wrote that down in my notes that quote because I like how it's a parallel to what he said in Raiders to his students. And he said, like, 90% of all archaeology is done in the library. So, like, make sure you, like, read up and, like, get acquainted with that. And then now in this one, he's like, you gotta be, get out of the library if you want to be a good archaeologist. (laughs) It's just, like, uh, it's a cool parallel. I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like that's kind of, like, a, like, common sub-theme. Like, he'll teach something, and then he'll find that in his, like, journey, it gets contradicted. Like, in Last Crusade, when he says X never marks the spot. Yeah, and then X quite literally marked it. I love you. But, yeah, man. um, And that's another thing with this movie is... I'm gonna gonna play... Actually, no, I'm not gonna play Devil's Advocate because I feel like this is a... This is a pretty based opinion of mine. Um, People write this one off because it's not as good as the first ones when if you look at the first ones compared to like any other movie those are home run grand slams those yeah. that first trilogy you're not gonna hit, I think, hit home runs every time no for real but it's still directed this is still i would say i would argue a solid steven spielberg movie oh the it has so much style to it dude like I, I really that's why I'm so dude like finish the uh, go home and you know finish it you will I think you'll enjoy it all the way through because it doesn't really lose steam for too long like there's like downtime <clears throat> but just like we were talking about with um uh, Temple of Doom yeah is I I feel like Crystal Skull, also maybe because it was made in 2007, mid-2000s. Yeah. And it's a product of its time where movies were a bit more go-go-go. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But still, I feel like that works in its favor. And there's not really, like, any of those slow, like, downtime beats that Raiders has. Yeah, not really. It's pretty, pretty like, okay, this, and then scene, and then location, and then location. Yeah, very similar to Temple of Doom Mm in its pacing. Just kind of the go-go-go nature of it. Um I did write down in my notes that I I don't really know why. I just thought it was interesting that this took place 12 years before Dial of Destiny. Uh-huh. Okay. And, yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. 12 years before. Yeah. Well. Because it was 1957, and then it was 1969. Well, I mean, if anything, like, 
I, I feel like the Indiana Jones in this is closer to... Um, I, I feel like it's kind of closer to uh, Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, than um, the last three movies, Indiana Jones. <clears throat> Definitely. Definitely. I agree. It's His character is always consistent. Um, there's a little bit, like, there's a little bit of that kind of, like, you know, grumpy senior citizen type of, like, you know, like, like kind of fuck off, like, type of yeah. grandpa. But he also kind of has, <coughs> like, like he's still got a little bit of pep in his step. Yeah, he's still pretty youthful and spry. But you for, know. you know, for being 60, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I really had a great time with this one. The jungle chase is awesome. Um, I think all of the effects are still cool. I, I don't mind. I don't mind when Mutt's swinging with the monkeys. Me and Tori were just laughing our ass off at that. You know, I did put in my notes because I didn't get to the the monkey swinging, so uh, I can't say. It's just funny. It's um, it doesn't make me hate the movie. It's like I'm watching Indiana Jones here. <laughs> yeah, I put in my notes that I really didn't mind the fridge scene. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't really think that's like that biggest issue in the world like it's it's not really a movie series that like is very grounded and realistic like it is but it's really not also and i feel like yeah it's it's crazy that he jumped in a fridge and survived a nuke but also it's like it's not that hard for me to like just accept it it's pretty hard to kill indiana jones too. <laughs> yeah it's i mean like you think that's how he's gonna go out i feel like if anything if anyone's gonna be mad about certain gags in this movie it's these silly gophers in the beginning you're <laughs> 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 just sort of like watching everything happen in awe and like are so like animated i felt like i was watching a disney movie i know there's there's a heavy emphasis on the prairie dogs because the, not only, like, I don't know, maybe Steven Spielberg, like, his wife, like, maybe Kate Capshaw was just like, oh, like, prairie dogs are cute, you should put them in the movie, and he's like, well, okay. And, because there's a, th- that's a good point, there's a shit ton of prairie dogs. Yeah. First, the Paramount Mountain turns into a prairie dog hill, the prairie dogs are running all around, there's like, two or three scenes of them in the beginning, like, scene. Yeah. Before Area 51, and then when Indy and, um... The uh, what's his name? Dovchenko, uh, the 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 big Russian dude, uh, who who kicked his ass like the whole movie kind of. Yeah. Um, are on the rocket. They're just watching him go by, like it's. Yeah. yeah they're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. what, is, what is this? Is like, I mean, again, I don't mind it. It's whatever. But no, I just thought it was kind of. I was like, well, this is goofy. Yeah, but if there's anything that's gonna be like, this is like super stupid. It would be them for me. Yeah. At least yeah, right now, because I haven't kinda... seen the second half of the movie. Um. <laughs> I'll post the uh, TikTok and Instagram reel, exp- giving my thoughts on the second half. Dude, please do. Okay. Um. I'll finish. I'll be able like to Jeremy finish John it right after this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. Okay. Well, I mean. Uh, I I really enjoyed the movie this time. I think it's it's fun throughout the jungle chase. Um. And then uh, all of the side characters are I, I, I enjoy. I, I I think Mutt Williams is. I, I think he. I don't think he's like you know the best character in the world, but I think he's solid. I I think I Shia LaBeouf is a good great. actor. Yeah, I think he's really good I, in that role. I like how he kind of like outward, like he like tries really hard to appear tough, 
but yeah. obviously, like, you know, like, when he just was walking in Oxley, you know, who was like a, a father figure to him, when he's walking in his cell and he's just looking at his drawings, he starts crying. He's yeah. Like, he's like, what, what happened, Ox? Yeah. You know? Exactly. He's He was great. Yeah. And he had a sick-ass reveal when he drove through the train steam oh, uh, yeah. on his motorcycle. On the motorcycle, yeah. Like, that yeah, was, that was that's cool. just, like, that, that was a cool so sick. Like, if any, I feel like in any, like, blockbuster today... It would be like done so much more poorly, but Spielberg just has so much flair that it's just like just does cool shit like he just, that. Yeah, he just knows how to make stuff like that work. Yeah. Um. So but, Indy's house, beautiful. Yeah, dude. I know. Like, oh my god. Like it's. I hope that in Dial, just jumping forward a little bit. I hope that Miriam. At least lives in that house while Indy's in his apartment in New York. I know, yeah. Separated. Hopefully, because that house is awesome. House. Yeah. Like, my God, Dude, that's it was stunning. Obviously, you know, and it, it's not like it's not too like flashy. It's just like very no, tasteful. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just like a beautiful red brick home. Dude, and I love how we got uh, callbacks to both you know Marcus and uh, Henry yeah. Senior. Like and you he didn't like forget them. Exactly. Just you hear Henry's like. Last Crusade. His last Crusade come. theme. Oh, I was like, aw. It's so good. As you see, the same thing happened earlier in the movie when they play the Ark theme. When um, when the Ark gets yeah yeah, and that was when like, I mean, I don't care because I mean, when they do it with Star Wars or Marvel, they call stuff like that like that's like fan service and pandering and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it in these movies at all because yeah. it's just like reminding me of. You know, the movies, like, the Golden Trilogy. Exactly. It's yeah. nice. Um, and, uh... Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, man, everything in this movie um, is it, not perfect, but I think it, it all works pretty well. Um, I loved, uh, you know, having Marion back, and I think she's, like, her character's consistent. Oh, yeah, she's great. Um, you want me to remind you something of, like, a, a little moment that you... Uh, you said at the beginning of the pod something you noticed in Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, the character moments. I I have it in my notes too. I just I forgot. Um, when they're Indy and Mutt are in the diner. Yeah. And they're first having their conversation and learn Indy's learning everything that Mutt's telling him about his mom and like why he's there and that needs his help and yada yada. There's just some moments that Mutt thing and things that Mutt does in this conversation that is just you would never notice it or think about it otherwise but it's just this little things that he's doing that just shows so much of his character and who he is like when he tries to swipe the beer and stuff exactly yeah. when he pick, takes the beer puts it down then Indy puts it back and then like he dips his comb in their soda I and even does his that. hair <laughs> yeah like right after a little bit after Indy takes puts the beer back and she, the waitress goes away. <laughs> Mutt just takes out his comb, dips it in their soda, and combs his hair with it. God. And then the gr- you can see one of the girls in the other table see him do that and just give him a, such a look of disgust. Uh. <laughs> and it's just, it, I think it's just such a funny moment because it's like that just shows so much of his character and his arrogance and how he just thinks he's the absolute shit and like it doesn't matter. And then he just, you know, he punches. Uh that one guy and then he doesn't even have a backup plan because he just punched twice two more times exactly yeah dude um i really liked uh the i mean 
I wouldn't say the character of Oxley because, like, we only really get to see real Oxley in, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, you don't but, really get a good gauge of, who, like, who he is but or anything. His, I really liked, you know, like, uh, what would you call it? Hypnotized Oxley? Yeah. Skull, cor- skull corrupted yeah, Oxley? Yeah, that, that sounds good. I, I, think, I think that shit was funny. Like, every time he had something to say, he's like, three times it drops when you're going over the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That was another thing. Like, I, I didn't care that they survived the waterfall. Like, Indian Marion literally, literally survived, like, a, you know, the the ceremony for the opening of, of the, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. That's not... Again, I can suspend my disbelief enough to allow myself to believe they survived no, that. No, dude. I had a good time with this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Go uh, rewatch it. I, I would... Uh, yeah. At this point, you want to do uh, ratings? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would give it uh, eight out of ten. Eight I, out of ten. Wow. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I Dang. really, I really, I Crystal really had Skull a hot take, huh? I guess so, man. <laughs> That's okay. I, hey, I just Jeremy really Johns have... uses his DVD as a coaster. That's how much he hates this movie. You haven't seen uh, his uh, new t- when he rewatched it. He rewatched it? Huh? Oh wow! After Dial? Uh huh. What? Look, look on YouTube right now. I'm looking because you was talking why, why can... No, dude. Um, I I understand why some people understand like don't think it's like may think it's like not uh, not the best one. Yeah. Like it, obviously the other three are better, but as a movie, dude, this is a Steven Steven Spielberg does not really make shitty products. <laughs> no. I'm just being straight up. It was it I'd, was really well done. Finish it, go through it. I think you'll have a really good time with it. It's fun and um man, the Temple of Akator scene where they're um all kind of in the main room. Uh we didn't really talk about Mac, but <laughs> Mac. his oh, character in that, like he's kind of comic relief for a bit of the film. But also it kind of reveals, like, a lot about, you know, Indy's character. And just like he did with Walter Donovan, Indy, Indy can be too trusting sometimes. And that's one of his downfalls. Exactly. Um, and uh, Mac just, uh, he definitely uh, has uh, that sort of fortune and glory. Like, he, as he says in the beginning, he's like, I'm a capitalist, Indy. Like, you know, and, yeah. and they paid. Exactly. About the Russians. So I think Mac's character is very interesting, too, especially you know what happens to him in the end when uh he you know decides to go back for you know all the gold and then uh indy tries to save him and he's like you know even though mac like totally doesn't deserve it no not at all no. Mac, mac's a dickhead but indy's even though he's hilarious gold. what but indy's got a heart of but gold, indy's got a know? heart of gold man he's gotta save him um and then uh he looks he's like it's okay jonesy he'll be all right and he like lets go of his whip and flies into this portal um you know, which Oxley said was the space between spaces. Yeah, maybe he time traveled to hang out with Archimedes. Oh, dude, that that would have. Oh my god, I would not have expected that. Imagine if. Oh, dude, imagine if Mac. Imagine pops if he just up. showed up. He's like, he's like, don't say. It's me. He's I've like, been here this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, shit, that would be awesome. Oh, oh man. But I, I I do love how this. So like, obviously, Dial Destiny is is time. I love how. Uh, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of bridges the gap between, you know, artifacts like uh, the Grail and Ark of the Covenant and freaking full-on time travel with yeah. with international beings and space. I feel yeah. like that is a 
that kind of makes anything that might be crazy in Dial Destiny a little mm. bit easier to swallow because, you know, at the end of the movie, it turns out the Temple of Akator is really, a, you know, a UFO, just like we were talking about with yeah. Atlantis earlier, and it's just like some alien outpost. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you ever seen Ancient Aliens? A little bit. It, it's like that. So um, Aliens. Aliens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the History Channel guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, they all watch this giant spaceship rip up the whole, you know, this whole ancient, like, uh, Mayan-style or, you know, Mesoamerican-style uh, temple mm-hmm. and just this spaceship fly away, you know? Yeah. Um, and also they're in the room when uh, Arena Spalco said, uh, she's like, I want to know everything. And then, you know, they're like, okay, you get your wish. And which Indy called earlier in the movie, remember when they're at the camp the camp and he's like he's like, You'll find you may find you may get exactly what you want. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, she can't handle like the, the all the skulls join together to form the one alien and then he like I don't know, I just I just had fun with it. I, I had a really good time. I, I didn't think that it was too goofy. And I love how uh you know, obviously Spielberg has an appreciation for aliens. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even though he doesn't didn't want to do aliens for this one, he did. He does have a knack for doing. Well, well alien he didn't movies. want to do aliens. Mm-mm. George Lucas wanted it, and Spielberg like fought him for not doing. Aliens. What did he want to do? Just he felt it was a. Uh, I think I remember he said like he had just done. Um, Close Encounter, Close Encounters, is that his? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, was that Spielberg? Yeah, but that was like in the eighties. Well, he had just done. He just oh, he done... did War of the Worlds. Oh, with Tom Cruise. okay, okay, okay. Um, so he was like, I just did an alien movie. I don't want to do another alien movie. Like, let's keep it like more grounded. Wait, have stuff. you seen War of the Worlds? Yeah. The scene where I don't know why, but like the scene where Tom Cruise gets really mad and he throws the sandwich at the wall and it like sticks to the wall <laughs> made so me laugh harder than any comedy like ever. Like, dude, that he, he like he's, he's like he's like he's like screw it and he like threw it and it goes like yeah. I was just like <laughs> I just I was dying, bro. Yeah, that was really funny. I just yeah I don't even know if it was supposed to be funny, but it just like I I, I kept laughing like well into the next scene. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. That's awesome. Um, but, but, okay, man, what do you yeah. give uh, Chris? Well, no, you can't even... No, 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 you don't even get to give a rating on this one. But can I give my old rating? Oh, okay. It's probably not going to be accurate. Well, yeah. My my old rating plus rewatch of the first half of Crystal Skull, like where my mind feels it's at at the moment is a three and a half out of five. Okay, th- that that's fair. That's fair for sure. But also, you know, you gotta fin- finish it, and then and then. Yeah, that could go up. It could go down. It could stay. Who knows? You know, yeah. I got a whole other hour movie to watch. Because I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, it's a bit different. It's not like all the same. Like it does. It there are some things that could change your rating and make it go up or down. Yeah. What about you? What, what do you mean, what about me? Your rating. 8 out of 10. Oh, right. For, yeah, yeah. I forgot you said that. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Um, so, finally, after like three hours, we have made it to the topic at hand. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the long, long-awaited 
finale to the Indiana Jones saga. Fuck, we've been waiting for this for like all our lives, man. (laughs) Like literally, I remember like in 2010 talking about how there was like talks about this movie. Like it's it's gonna come out in 2015, and then no, it's gonna come out in. 2019 I think it was 2019 for a very long time. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was like I that was like the confirmed like release date for like 2 or 3 years until it like 2018 and they like once again pushed it super far back. And then I think it was supposed to come out in like 2022 or something and then it got pushed back to this year. I think it was supposed to come out like last fall or something. Okay. Or last okay. summer. But yeah, so <clears throat> It's well, been a long journey. It's been a while. You know. It's been widely anticipated. Um, yeah. Very much like the Kenobi series. Kind of yep. like the same thing where it's like a a character that we've loved since childhood now finally gets his long-awaited return. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, could I say... I'm what, scared. What we... Like what I feel like we think. Like, and then you just tell me how I did. What do you mean? Like how I feel like. Oh, we tell feel you this, how you feel. Like the, how I think that we both are feeling. Okay. Because I feel like it's similar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So here it is. Oh shit. I, I think we liked this movie. We enjoyed it, and it was there are there's but it's it's not as good as we might have wanted. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much hit the nail on the head yep. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling I we mean, felt the same way about it. I I wasn't as disappointed as Kenobi. I think... No, that was a much bigger hit the, than this was. What, what? Kenobi. A much bigger hit? Like, hit to the heart of just oh, how oh, much yeah, yeah. it like, okay. was more I disappointing. I thought you were saying it was like... like no, no, yeah, it wasn't this, more this one didn't like crush me or anything. I'm no, no. and I, I, there are, and there are a lot of things that I think that we that we liked about it. Yeah, I loved a lot about it for sure. It. That we yeah. loved about it. Yeah, um, but I, so first of all, man, um, just like getting into it, I did not really like uh, the character of uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm. I I thought she was just. I mean, I'm not saying I, I I dislike the actress, but I just think the character, like she like literally left Indy like in a you know she locked him in a room to die, and like this is supposed to be like her his goddaughter, and I think that was also because it was pretty much just them two, and uh, the character of uh, Teddy, which I'll I'll get into yeah. a little bit, um, but it was mainly just them, and this is like the only movie besides Raiders. Where it was just Indy and one other person. Yeah. Kind of like for most of the movie. Right. Um, and I just feel like that is kind of why it suffered because it was someone that, you know, not only Harrison Ford did, had, hadn't really worked with before where they could have chose Marion or, you know, and, and if they didn't, that's cool. They, you know, they could have chose Sala. They could have had Kihu uh, mm. Kwan come back at short round, which oh I think God. is... What we would have oh all wanted, dude. Yeah. But we all would have. Jeez. Dude, I was, and you know, um, I I was I was ready for something big like like that. I was ready, like I was ready for kind of like a big grand accumulation, because we knew this would be like the last one. Yeah. This is this is it. I thought this, you know, I thought it was just gonna be a bit a bit bigger in a, in scope and. 
you know, Sala was going to be in it for longer than five minutes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, literally. I was like, uh, I literally said uh, audibly in the theater, and he's like, Indy, I brought my passport. I was like, yeah. I was, I was like, yes, you did. Yes, you, you yeah, brought your passport. Like, That's right. And, um, and then, like, Indy just walks in the airport alone. And I was like, I was like, I was like, where the fuck do you think you're going without Sala? Yeah. Like, I was, I was not, I mean, it, like, Like, did he, did you not just hear him say how much he misses the adventure? He just literally just said, (laughs) And that he's available? (laughs) Like, why are you not going to take him with you? Yeah. No, dude. Um. Uh, To add, um, to your, uh, points on, uh, Helena, mm -hmm. I think, is that her? Helena, yeah. Helena? Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, I, I really liked her in the role, and I thought her performance was really good. Her performance was really good, yeah. But... I agree. I feel like, and I like a lot of aspects of her character. I like how she's a mirror of, like, of Indy's younger self, kind of, it's like, she is the younger version of himself that he's trying to chase in a way mm-hmm. and like get that back of himself because he's like such an old broken man at this point and he's like just trying to live in the heyday and like capture his younger self so i feel like she's like in external embodiment of that metaphor in a way and so i like that and i liked her performance but there are some things that helena does in this movie that are pretty messed up. <laughs> Absolutely. And, like, pretty hard to forgive at points. Like, yeah, your godfather, whom you love and, like, had a really great relationship with as a kid, you take advantage of him and then lock him in the archive room to die by Nazis. And then later you like completely get all of Indy's like friends murdered on a ship and then just like act like it doesn't matter. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> he was the homie. He was the homie. Did you not just see how happy Indy was to hang out with him and see him? One of the few times Indy's actually happy in the movie. Literally. And you just like don't give a shit that you just like basically were the reason they died. And I thought this is a, ne- a negative, but I just while well, I'm thinking about this, it was so sad. Like when he died, like obviously Indy was like sad, but he's so like kind of numb and just like like broken that he's just like he didn't re- really like he just like hangs his head and and like you know probably like like cries like silently. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that. Yeah. Um. What did you think of? Like, his character, like, Indy's character in the movie. I thought it was good, but I wanted them to go harder in it. Yeah. I feel like it, yeah. like... If you're going to make him a grumpy old man, like, then... They did... I really like the scene on the ship where he's talking with her, though. Yeah. Where he's talking with Helena about, like, you know, in, in like, two minutes he mentions how Mutt joined the war uh, to, you know, to piss him off. And fucking dies and, off screen. And dies off screen. Oh, that's a huge negative for me. Because like you, you weren't down with that. No, not at all. Okay. I think that's like totally so dumb. Because I feel like why 
on earth would Mutt join the military and enlist to piss off Indy? Because, first of all, Indy, at this point, has supposedly fought in World War One, World War Two, and, like, multiple other wars. And if you count young Indiana Jones' cannon, he fought in the freaking... Mexican Revolution, Mexican Revolution yeah. and like all of this stuff and he was like a secret agent for a while in the military like all this stuff like I don't think Indy would be very like upset with him joining the war because he's done it so many times and also Mutt would never join the war he's an anti-authoritarian he's a greaser I agree with that I agree that it's much more of a stretch that might like and I'm not saying that I don't believe it like I I actually accepted it at the time it actually made me tear up a bit because I just Indy's sadness at Yeah, I mean I teared up at that cuz like like he's he, so sad. And then when he's like and it pushed, you know, I'd want to tell him that, you know, I when he said he'd go back in time to make Mutt not join the war, and you know he's like, and it you know broke me and his mother up. Like that got me. Like yeah, that that was really and upsetting. I agree with you. It's definitely a suspension of belief to yeah. think that Mutt like didn't get drafted and join the war. Yeah. But as far as Indy being anti-war and not mining if Mutt joined, I very much think it would piss him off if Mutt joined. Indy has gotten almost gotten himself and people he loves like you know murdered and you know like almost ruined their lives so many different times and i think that like all of those experiences he looks <laughs> back on as you know as almost maybe even borderline ptsd like that's true where that his, is true his dad like almost he got shot you know in the chest right next to him and he thought like his dad was gonna die at the hands of a nazi sympathizer and yeah that's true you know, uh, short round, almost getting sacrificed to the 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 the, the uh, underground child slave ring, and so I mean, all that to That's say, um, all of these experiences that he's had in um, in these war. I know Temple of Doom wasn't the war, but all of these you know war settings. That's why um, Indy would be pissed off if his son someone he cares about <laughs> same as he wouldn't want short round to you know go you know into what he's done and i wouldn't say that for any person who's been in the service but i'd say that for someone like indy who's seen how hellish war can be yeah well good well done my mind has been opened and i have okay, okay. actually i totally understand that i i didn't really think about all the the trauma and PTSD that he probably deals with after his life. Um, but I, I accept that Indy would be, it would piss him off. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I can't believe that Mutt would actually do that though. Cause I think he's just that anti-authoritarian and he's, he's a greaser. He would probably be in the in the protests, mm -hmm. you know. I feel like naturally he would go and become a hippie after. A lot of the greasers in the fifties became hippies in the sixties. Exactly. So like, I feel like him joining the war to piss him off. 
he wouldn't do that but because also, I feel like it would piss Indy off more to be for him to become a hippie. <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah, because when they were playing the Beatles real loud, Indy was like, he's like, I right, said turn the music off. Yeah. But it was also eight in the morning, so. Well, that's understandable for anybody. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, for sure. I wouldn't be hyped um, about that either. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, as far as yeah, it kind of was a weird way to write Mutt off. Yeah, that I, I like, think that there's worse ways they could have done it. Oh, there could have been so many like, worse it, ways. This, this is Disney we're talking. Yeah, about. I, it's, it's acceptable, because like you said, it could have gone so much worse. But I, also like they could have just like had him like happy, living his life. And that brings me to what I wanted to say about Disney. I don't know what why they always want to do this to like their like you know as we call them like legacy characters whether it's Luke Skywalker or Han Solo mm-hmm. or Indiana Jones or um, and I'm sure if we thought we could think of a few more people who are you know they brought back and they're older um, but they always like they have a thing with these like grumpy like old guys and like you know they just want to turn them into like these like you know like these real grouchy old you know mofos and it's just yeah. like. It's like why, like what, why, why would you not like? I think that it could have been written for Indy to be perfectly happy in this one and still be with Marion because obviously that you know they were able to get Karen Allen yeah. for this movie, so they could have like had him just like I don't know. It, it kind of feels like they're undermining a lot of the stuff that happened in Crystal Skull. Yeah, I feel I feel like they could have. Um... If they could have had him be grumpy, but like, not because his son died and now that the grief drove him and Marion apart, but like, it could be, like he's just like, in the film seventy years old, and he's like his body's breaking down because of his crazy intense life. Yeah, and he just can't do all the same things that he used to, and that's why he's so grumpy. You know, and he could still have Miriam. He could be happy for the most part, but just like dealing with like some PTSD and just like physical trauma from his life. And that just allows for more of a psychological character study rather than just my son died and my grief split us apart and... I kind of am living in the past, but it's not really explored at all. That, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... But, like, that's, like, the point of what <laughs> the film is trying to do, but they don't really do it at all. That's definitely true. And I accept, like, I, I didn't really have an issue with his character. I think um, it, that, you know, people make it sound worse than it was. Yeah. Um, but that's why I said I feel like they could have gone deeper into it. Yeah, exactly. They like, could have gone deeper into his, his trauma and stuff. Yeah, I feel like because they... The story they're trying to tell is that, like, like Logan style of a story of, like, it's the broken down, like, old hero who's, like, dealing with and reconciling with themselves of now they can't, they're not who they used to be and becoming okay with that and going on this whole journey. And, like, I put this in my letterbox review, but, like, I was, like, this has all the ingredients to be an absolute masterpiece, but it just becomes a regular 2020s blockbuster. Yeah. Because you have James Mangold, who did... Logan. Logan. 
he so he you know he can tell that story really really well mm-hmm. you have harrison ford who's loves the character and wants to give a proper swan song you got john williams coming back to score like everything all the pieces are there for this to be so good yeah and then yeah yeah. no i know it's just average um still fun but yeah yeah it's would you say it's like your least favorite of the five i thought it was crystal skull and i even told you that initially oh yeah yeah but i've this film has been on my mind every day since i saw it yeah me too and every time i think about it all i can think of are the negatives and it just gets worse in my head dude it's yeah and especially the more i as i'm revisiting the old ones it just makes all of those things i didn't really like that much just stand out that much more prominent I, I know, like, that's what I'm saying, dude. The other three were, um, were, you know, all just, like, masterpieces, masterstrokes, you mm-hmm. know? And then Crystal Skull is not, but it's still a Spielberg movie. Yeah, it's still got that flair. It's still like, charming. And I'm not saying James Mangold's not great, but, you know, uh, he hasn't worked with indie like Spielberg has for the no. past, you know, four decades. Yeah. Played, like, three decades. Um... So, I don't know, dude. Um, yeah, I I thought, like, everything was just from, like, the... Like, it was a bit, like, muddy with the, the CIA getting involved and they're actually Nazis. Yeah. And then, you know, um, there, the, you know, there were... There, there were things I like, and I'll get into that when we talk about positives, about, like, the Nazi resurgence. Um... But I feel like that didn't really go anywhere. Like the um, the the lady with the afro who was playing like the main CIA agent, like her character seemed really interesting, and then that she didn't like pan out anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I and I think there were again, like you said, all the ingredients were there. Like, oh, with and the, you have Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. Like uh, that should have been that should have been Chef's way, Kiss. Yeah, yeah, that should have been way better than. I mean, and he he gave a, a really good performance, I feel like. I mean, yeah, you, Mads Mikkelsen is always great. He's always you know? great, yeah. And everything I've seen him in, at least. Me too. Um, But, I don't know, dude. I, I, I just think, like, there wasn't... Like, they could have done, like, a million things better than what we've... I feel like what they did was, like, kind of, like, I, I might have, you know, planned... Like, the story that they gave us was something I might have done when I used to play with my Legos. Yeah. Like by my and that's not even like a dig necessarily. Like that's just like you know, that's just like one kind of basic story. Yeah. Um you know I I have a theory for why I personally prefer the trilogy over these two more. Why? And why I feel I feel like the the third acts, um, why they aren't as well received, and we'll get into this more when we talk about the third act of this film. But the first three are centered around a religious type of power okay. and artifact, and that's something that's a lot more personable and relatable to audiences because everyone got a religion. Everyone 
has some sense of like some sort of spirituality type of deal. Yeah. So they're a lot more tangible, like the Ark or the Grail and stuff like that, and like voodoo and stuff. Like they're all tangible things. And for Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny, it's sci fi based. It's aliens, it's time travel. It's like the genre got switched up a little bit. But, okay, but uh, I agree, but I feel like Crystal Skull kind of combines a sci-fi genre with an, like, an action-adventure Oh, genre. 100%. I think Dial does, too. It's just, like, the the outcome of the, the like, core of whatever the mystery is. Okay. It's, like, sci-fi-y. And that probably just doesn't... It's not as tangible, and I feel like it doesn't match the Indiana Jones... Um, like ethos as much as well as the like religious artifacts do. Yeah, I I I can agree with that. Um, which is why I feel like there's a significantly better MacGuffin in this that was there, but it just was left to be nothing, and that was the spear that pierces Jesus. That they yes. were after in the opening, dude. And then it turned I, out to be fake. I would always, again, with me playing with the Legos, but I would always like, you know, do that as. There's a car alarm going off. There we go. Anyway, I would always like, you know, do that as like one of the MacGuffins, and you know, like, as a little kid. Yeah. Because I thought that that was, you know, that's just like such a. I forget what it's called, but that that dagger is like a like one of the next like if you're th- looking at like okay so you got the ark of the covenant you have the holy grail what else like what what are some other biblical things that dagger is a huge one yeah and it's like they set it up in the opening adventure that they're they're searching for it and they find it and it's it's a fake and then they move on to the des- the dial but i feel like if you wanted to have a more classic Indiana Jones story as a swan song, you could have used the dagger be the thing that they go after later, be like his homie in the opening eventually like finds the real one or something. And then, and he like, it drove him crazy just like the dial did. And it's like the same basic story, but it's just the, a more classic artifact that they're going after more spiritual based and it would be something to kind of tie back to Last Crusade because the dagger and the grail are interconnected because the grail cu- catches the blood that the spear, like, produces. And so yes, she yeah. could, just like Indy's dad was obsessed with the grail, Helena's dad would be obsessed with the dagger like he was with the dial, and it would be a nice parallel to Crusade. Because, yeah, oh, that's great. And it would just emphasize her mirrorship to Indy's character because the stuff with, that happened like the the story in between like that was kind of my feeling like watching the movie I was like nothing's really like happening like yeah like nothing's really progressing like you're just kind of like like okay Indiana Jones is here and I'm happy for that but I feel like the thing that's sandwiched in between the um the phenomenal uh intro yeah um we'll, we'll touch on that in the mm-hmm. positives because that was Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the great juxtaposition with uh, Indy uh, teaching 
old archaeology, and then mm-hmm. they bring in the TV and shows the moon landing, and that's what people care about. You know, yeah. people care about like, you know, that late '60s stuff. Exactly. Um, like a technology, and uh, you know, and that set it up really well. So between that and then when the very end, um, when he when Marion finally comes in and they're in the apartment, I feel like what happened between there is kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Exactly. It, it it doesn't really have like a hold. Um Yeah. And if they used the dagger story and you could even they could have even done it with the dial, but like they just didn't really go this way. They did a little bit, but not really. But just like having that comparison of and similarity and relatability that Helena and Indy have where both their fathers were hyper obsessive with these artifacts. Yeah. Having it be the dot, the dagger would have hit that much harder. And it, in that whole second act where it's adventure time, there could be so many moments for character introspection and diving deep into their psyches. And it it would be a great way to like Indy being able to console her and her dealing with the the just the issues of trying wanting the dagger or the dial if they kept that and but just you went harder with it um it could help him deal with his issues of missing being young and stuff yeah and kind uh, of being okay with where he is at now do you do you think they could have uh kept like mutt williams like alive because obviously yeah. they could get Shia LaBeouf. I mean, but... they could have definitely kept him alive, and you could have just had him living his life in a different part of the country, and he's just not there. Yeah. Like, but... he could have just been off doing his own thing. He didn't have to even be in the movie. Just be like, oh, yeah, he's happy, healthy, living yeah. his life. Like, no, he died. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Um, and, uh... Or if you wanted to bring him back, just recast him. Who cares? I mean, could you recast him? I feel like that would be weird for me. I think it would be weird for a while, but I think most, like, a lot of people would just kind of move on. Um, hmm. I'm kind of glad they didn't recast him because that would be, that would kind of take me out of the experience. Um, but I will say, like, if they kept him alive, I would have been totally fine with that. And then, okay, like, remember in Last Crusade when, uh, Elsa said, uh, she's like, oh, oh, you're just like your father, you're giddy as a schoolboy. That's cold for like you're a fucking nerd, dude. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones is just kind of like like he's like a like with all respect because I love this guy so much, but like he's you know a, a geeky academic. Yeah. He could have just been like this kind of like this, this kind of like uh, jumpy like kind of sporadic, whimsical old professor type. Yeah. I would have loved that if he's just like you know he's like oh yeah hold on I got the book right here just hold on one second and he like. He like he's like jumping around, like bouncing to go find the the thing that he's gonna show whoever. Like I feel like that that really could have worked if they if they just are like, all right, Harrison, just you know, act happy. Like you're married to, you know, you're married to Marion. Like you you have a good life right now. You you know your son's off doing well, and you're just kind of retired as a professor. Like they didn't have to make him grumpy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm that said again, I'm okay that they did, and it could have been worse. But I'm just throwing on other ideas here. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to go into positives? 
Yeah, I think we've shat on the movie long <laughs> enough. Uh, that said, there are a lot of things I, I like about this movie. I loved the opening sequence. That It might have been... It's definitely um, a cold open that's like... I think that's the only part that's comparable to the other... The, the original trilogy. Oh yeah, that definitely. Felt like that felt some. Yeah, that was old indie all the way. When he dude. start, when dude, when he's uh, get about to get hung, and they're like, "Tell us why you're here," and he's like, or you know, and he starts going off. He's like, "Oh, there's a village of blue-eyed boys, and they got, you know, this affinity for this this uh, absolute maniac named his name was Adolf Hitler." I thought that was that was great because I'm like, yes, you guys are. I was like, Disney, you remembered that he's he's a Nazi hater. He hates them. He likes killing them Nazis. And he'll you know he'll kind of crap on them anytime he can. Yeah, that's right. I really enjoyed the uh, the cold open. There there was only three issues I had with it. Okay, that seemed there, like a lot. Huh? No, I'm, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> three small issues three for small a long issues. twenty minute sequence. Um, and they're not, I, they're not even a big deal. They're just okay, like well, something I noticed. I have one small issue that is weird to me, but maybe it's the same thing, but say yours. For me, it was the de-aging at moments. A lot of times it looked great, but then there's some moments where I was like, oh, that looks really bad. I guess I have And two. it took me out of it. I was going to mention that. It, like some of it, it looked like a, like a filter. Yeah. Like, and the filter was, like, like bugging or something. I know, and it, like, didn't line up enough and stuff. It was, It's yeah. like, this is, you know, one of the most beautiful people in all of Hollywood, and you can't, like, you know, take the extra time to make sure his face looks perfect? Yeah, it was it was close, but there was just but, some moments where it just looked real not good. But, uh, yeah, that took me out of the experience for sure when that um, happened. Um, okay, so, yeah, I guess if you ignore that, uh, I, I have two things. Or if yeah. you don't ignore that, I have two things. Um, what else? I got, uh, whenever Indy would talk, I would be seeing his younger self, but I heard... But he talks like... Grumpy old Harrison Ford. He's like, he's like, oh man, just go, go, come on, like, don't... He's like, don't trip up, or whatever he was saying to, uh, his professor friend, but that's not, like, how, like, young Indiana Jones talks. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's so, a, yeah... It took me out of it a little bit. So the but, so the de aging is as a whole. Yeah, pretty much. It's just those little things took me out of it. But other than that, I thought it was really good. Um, oh, and then Mads Mikkelsen, Mads getting, Mikkelsen smacked getting smacked off the train, and then somehow being totally okay and not dying after that. I was that. so confused. <laughs> I was sure. I was sure that like because I knew Mads Mikkelsen was like obviously in the movie. You don't just pay yeah. for. Five minutes of Mads Mikkelsen. You know? No, no, no. Um, so obviously he's gonna not die right there. But um, I thought I was like, oh, okay. So either they're gonna do something where they go back in time and like he doesn't die in that scene, which brings me to I I thought that they were, we were gonna have more time with de-aged Indy. I, I didn't think yeah. that that was just gonna be at the beginning. I thought they're gonna do something with time travel and he's gonna go back. Oh, and, and like, yeah. Be, like they're you know I didn't think that I thought they were gonna do more more young, more nostalgia right. bait, you know? Gotcha. Which I would have been cool with. And then maybe that's how they would have brought Mads Mikkelsen back. They would have stopped his character from dying at I that see. point. Um, that would make sense. Or I thought maybe, okay, like that's uh, that's like a, a, a tw- his twin or something. Yeah, or something out but for revenge. I, what I didn't think is that, 
oh, okay, that same character who just got smacked the fuck off the train <laughs> is going to come back into the rest of the movie. And be totally and be chill. And be totally fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, he didn't even have, like, a missing arm. Like, didn't he? He it looked, looked great, like, man. He looked totally fine. No, he, he like would have, like, the exploded. handsome European gentleman that Maz Mickelson is. Yeah. I thought he would have, like, exploded when that happened. I was like, dude, he's, dude, he's, he's a goner. Like, <laughs> he got smacked off that plane. It looked like it, like, at least smacked him center mass, which yeah. riding on a train getting smacked by that? Dude, you're you're gone. You're dead instantly, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I don't know. Like your rib cage <laughs> is, is pureed. <clears throat> um. Okay, so maybe in all in the whole movie or in the whole series, that is the most. That is the thing that I don't believe the most. Yeah, I I, I believe I, the the I, fucking refrigerator getting nuked way more. I than believe that. nuke refrigerator. I believe Mutt Williams swinging on the vines with the monkeys. I believe Molaram ripping out someone's heart. Mm-hmm. I believe the Grail Knight being alive for 900 years, sustaining himself on the holy water. Yeah. I don't believe that Mads Mikkelsen's <laughs> character... He's just okay I, after I, that. Like, genuinely, man, I, I don't... Like, that's 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 bullshit to me. Yeah. Like, wh- Listen, if Captain America, super soldier, only survives falling off of a train because he got, like caught in ice and like frozen as a freaking popsicle for a few hundred years and is alive this guy he's a regular joe schmo nazi dude there's no shot he survived that no way in hell like that's like that's just like i i mean that's not like a oh that like seems supernatural that's just like just like whoa like, dude like is he like made of like I mean, maybe if he's like made, like, no, not no, nothing hit him being made of would, no, maybe if what hit him was made out of like cardboard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, it was wood. Yeah. I believe that Indiana Jones time traveled to 232 BC and met Archimedes more than I believe that's that Mads Mikkelsen like wouldn't have died from that. Oh yeah, 100. percent Um. Okay. Do you want to go into positive now? <laughs> we did go into positives and then we went into more negatives. Oh shit! That's, oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> but no, oh, other okay, than those, other than those three things <laughs> from so the opening, I know. We, we kept. I'm like Jake. Hold on, I, I still have to share. We have more. We have more to more to do. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought as a whole, the whole opening the sequence whole opening was, was really good. So good. And I loved also, it. Also, you know, him dying is not a, any issue with the opening scene. No. Or him getting smacked. Yeah. And not dying. No, that that becomes an issue later in the movie. When he's still alive for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> that, when it happens in the opening scene, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's still just oh some good God. old Nazi killing. Good old Nazi killing. You know? I love when um he's on the sidecar with the guy and he like throws the guy off and he like splats against the tree and like Indy's all like he's all high, he's all happy. I whispered over. I leaned over to my mom because we're in the theater and I was like, I think he likes killing Nazis. <laughs> and she and she's like, I was like I think he enjoys it and she's like oh yeah I think yeah I think that's one of his favorite pastimes oh for sure um, uh, so uh, yeah opening scene was that that whole scene was great um, I really dug I I thought the set pieces of 1960s New York was beautiful I thought I I loved yeah I loved the 60s vibe of yeah I th- I the really protests and all that yeah just the whole thing I and I really liked like indies 
apartment, how it was set dressed. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Um, I thought him being a old grumpy old dude running downstairs and banging the baseball bat on his neighbor's door to turn the music down is hilarious. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, shirtless Indy still got still it. Still got it, bro. Still super hot. Oh yeah. You know. Oh no doubt. <laughs> He's, yep. Um, I love how yeah. um, it's, uh, like, he, like, it's it shows that, like, like we all, I mean, like I was saying earlier, um, we all would, you know, understand if Indy was anti-war, but he actually gets to the protest, and he starts saying, he's like, hell no, we won't yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I love that. I was like, yeah, he, no, I was like, he would totally be, you know, like, anti-war, anti-draft. Oh, know, yeah. All he's gone through. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, um I I liked this is this is this is actually kind of hardcore, but I I liked um how uh like you know, even though it was it this movie is a product of today's time, um they still obviously like, you know, like had total like your regard for the well-being of the Nazis, like they just killed them in horrible ways. Like Teddy, uh, Helena's little sidekick, literally locks that du- handcuffs the dude to a grate underwater. Oh my god, Isn't dude, that, that was gnarly. Wasn't that freaking gnarly? Yeah, bro? that was crazy. That was insane. I love that little child killer. Yeah, that dude was nuts, dude. That, that was a crazy kill. Th- yeah, that no, that was that was really hardcore. Um, yeah, dude, um, and then. Uh, I think out of all of the the indie antagonists, I, I will say I feel like Mads Mikkelsen and his his uh, his his little buddy who was also in Logan. Yep. Uh, you know that yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, he was whatever, great. Whatever. Yeah. He he was really good. Um, as his his deputy Nazi or whatever. Um, I think they did have like my least favorite death scene out of all the. I mean, the, all the Nazis or all, all the antagonists, but I don't know, like screaming. Like while you're like plummeting to your death, in you know a, a failed time travel heist is is not still not bad. No, not at all. Like I, I love how they thought they went back to 1939. They went back to 239 BC, and it was uh and and all the, um I think it was it was the 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 Grecians or whatever. Mm-hmm. They thought that they were uh, dragons. The that was cool. That, yeah, yeah, I like the, that. The two planes are dragons and they're shooting them down. The dragons. The dragons. There's that, that little. Uh, there's a part I wanted to touch on when Indy's in the plane and the giant. I think it's called the trebuchet. It's like a. Uh-huh. It's like a um, catapult, but for giant arrows. Oh yeah, I'm those pretty, dude. Those were so and sick. And it like flies through the the hole of the um, aircraft. Yeah. And Indy like looks at it and traces his finger down it and kind of like nerds out for a sec. He's like, oh. He's like, oh my god. Like a, Look at that. It's happening. Um, and I would say, man, that. The I I would think, you know, obviously he wanted to stay, in 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 Greece, and you know, hang out with Archimedes, and um, that was his his choice, and Helena didn't respect that, and that really pissed me off at first, and I was about to just hate the movie. I was like, oh no, that does it for me. I, I but then man, you know, they had that beautiful scene with Indy and Marion in the kitchen. Yeah. And that. That actually was like the one thing that I would say worked out better than Indy getting to stay in the past. Yeah, like what's one of the few things that he loves more than you know his passion of archaeology and history? 
Well, Marion. Yeah. Exactly. So I I I accepted that. I was like, I was like, you know what? I was like, that's the one thing. Like. Yeah, that was an, almost gonna be another really bad moment for Helena. I was like, dude, yeah. just let him. Like, just let him stay. Like, because clearly in this universe, like, there's no consequences for messing up time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, he could stay. It's not a big deal. Yeah, just let him, like, hang out. And, but I also feel like it was a very on-the-nose metaphor for him wanting to live in the past and, like, miss his younger self and stuff. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like, true. again, just I feel like they could have handled that, like, inter- character introspection better. And I feel like literally bringing him to the past is just a little too on the nose for it's me. definitely on the nose but i also it's you know like it's still like it, I, it's it was still, still fun though yeah yeah it's still accomplished like his you know kind of where he was at in life yeah like it, it, it exactly displaying that yeah um let me see there was another positive that i had uh that yeah, I mean the ending. I I really loved it. I think that was very like. Um, yeah, that was nice when we had a little callback to the "Where does it hurt?" thing. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I love that. Um, I, I mean, I guess just uh, I mean, the 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 movie overall, like as a, you know, an adventure was like it was it was it wasn't bad. Like, no. as a movie, it was good, and I think it was paced pretty well, and, you know, all, all, all that. I think it's one of the better, the best bl- high-budget blockbusters to have come out in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. for sure. For sure. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, but I still think Short Round should have been in it. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. That would have been amazing. Dude, I would have, yeah. You know what I heard today what? on a podcast? Someone said, I forget what I was, who said it, and what show i was listening to but somebody said how cool it would be to now get a short round spinoff film of him like growing up doing his own thing his own adventures and stuff and then there's like a little like cameo of like indie and stuff and it's almost like a have you seen the creed movies yeah it's like a it would be it would be kind of like a creed yeah it would be like him, Rocky his Rocky, Walker. yeah. Or Adonis, sorry. Exactly. So he'd be in there a little bit, be like a little Rocky moment, and then that's it. But that would be great. That that that's all I need. And that give that would that would make up that would forgive for not having him in this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. Um. Well, as of now, do you want to do ratings? Yeah. Sure. So. Um, so I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. You had the reverse effect on me that you had for Raiders. Uh-huh. So I was gonna give it a seven and a half. Now I'm just gonna give it a seven. That's fair. I think it was it was good. Yeah, like seven out of ten. I think it doesn't do anything innately offensive. Yeah. It doesn't. Fair. It doesn't do. It doesn't piss you off really. Yeah, and it doesn't go in any new and really exciting areas, but. I think it was a, just a really fun, good Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it was it, it was inoffensive. Yeah, it was it was a very well done, just nice entry. Oh, I remember uh, the other thing I was gonna say. Um, kind of go that was a positive, kind of going along with um, 
when I when I mentioned how the film, uh, like obviously, you know, they have the Nazis die in, in horrible ways, and you know, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was they really effectively showed like what a just you know I know from like just I guess uh, being a history buff as these movies made me back in the day, and I just you know, was kind of like reading up on um, you know World War Two and stuff. Um, like they really show, effectively showed like what a like a Nazi resurgence um, coup would look like, like and it was scary, dude. Like when they oh were, yeah, wasn't definitely that scary. Like they're all in their uniforms, and yeah, their jackets and oh god, yeah, that was I, I that was really well done. I I did really enjoy that part of the story. Well, because you hadn't seen Maz Mikkelsen and uh, the other dude from Logan. Um, really in, in any Nazi attire. They're just kind of in plain clothes. Exactly. So then when they actually don the uniforms... It's, it's like, kinda, oh, it's no, like, dude, it's, it's horrific. It's Yeah, it's, it's no. damning, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Um, I... Uh, uh, yeah, some, some good, some bad. Um, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it just... Oh, yeah, what was your rating? Uh, I would give it a... Th- Three out of five. That's that's all. That's yeah, pretty much. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So we were on the same page. It just is always a bummer when oh, um, the the last entry in a series is like your least favorite. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with a lot of my favorite series, that isn't the case. Besides, mm. I guess Star Wars. Yeah. Stupid Rise of Skywalker. So bad. So bad. Um, Must see in a case where the last one in the entry could have been so much worse. We're lucky that this wasn't on that level. Yeah, exactly. This is significant. This is leagues better than Rise of Skywalker. Leagues better than Rise of Skywalker for sure, for sure. Um, but you know, also, you you know, it's a bit of a disappointment when the last entry in the series isn't a John Wick Four. Yeah. Or a. Um, uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, you know. Yeah, I. I think. Yeah, I think I I hyped this film up way too much for myself going into it, because I was like, dude, it, like I said earlier, it had all the ingredients all to the be ingredients. a masterpiece, and the fact that it wasn't a masterpiece. Just like, I was so disappointed. Uh, I, and that's and there's no one to blame there but myself because I just hyped myself Dude, up really. way too much. Like, I mean, he started cooking for a bit, but, you know, James Mangold abandoned the recipe halfway and just went to go look at a Playboy in his room. Yeah. But then it, it's okay. He came back and finished the recipe at the end. Exactly. So. It, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was bad. It wasn't bad. No. Yeah. I just, I hyped it up too much for myself, and that's my fault. But it's okay. Well... It's okay. Yeah. Um, all I can say is you go home and finish uh, Crystal School. And, um, yes, I will. Uh, make sure you got one of these. Oh, yeah. Uh, well. I guess that's pretty much it. I guess that's it. We Man, did it. That was that was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was like three and a half hours. That was like, uh, that's how long um, that one Martin Scorsese is, movie is, right? Yeah. What's that movie called? Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh no! The or the Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Killers of the Flower Moon is gonna be that long. I think it's at three forty-five. Oh, dude, I, I, I am here for that. Me too. I'm I, so excited. I'm so excited. 
Definitely will be covered on the pod, of course. Um, yes. Well, all right. Uh, and, until next time, I guess. <sighs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for enduring this uh, marathon of an episode. I don't know. We're going <laughs> to cut it into like three different episodes. No, like it's going to be episodes. one massive episode, but I'm going to cut up each uh, discussion and for the, its own YouTube video. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but next week we'll be back with something. I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, have to discuss and look at the sketch. But, yeah, do you have any uh, socials you want to plug? Uh, no, no, no I think I got them all on the last one. All righty. Um, do you – wait, you weren't going to do – do you want to do uh, – Tentatively, we might do Clerks or Clerks and Clerks 2. Yes. Yeah. And maybe Clerks 3. Yeah, why not? Okay. okay. We got to do all three. Because we haven't seen Clerks 3. I have not seen Clerks 3, no. So, um, yeah, or maybe we'll just do a smaller project. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out behind the scenes. All right. Um, all right, y'all. If you want to reach the show, you can follow us on Instagram at the Miscast Review. And if you want to send us any questions or anything to be featured in an episode, you can email us at themiscastreview at gmail.com or, again, hit us up on Instagram at themiscastreview. And, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Later. Later.